Man, I'm thirsty. Let's get a beer. Uh, what is this place? The Blue Oyster? The Toolbox? No, it's Don's Bar. Hey, my little scampy scamps. It's me, Coach Lingerie from your high school. Better uh, get out of here quick before I make you run some laps on my lap. Oh, here I come. Here comes the spooky. Yeah, this dumb guy's grounded again because he pushed his grandma down a flight of steps. I'm talking about my butter slicking nasty What's going on, all you chuds and chudettes? Here comes Spooky's back with episode 75. Tonight, we're going to talk the Scream trailer, and then we're going to get a little gay with Freddy. So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to that velour chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Cincinnati Jeff, one half of the Dukes of Spook, the Here Comes a Spooky podcast. And with me tonight is my best friend, my partner in crime, Nachos McWerewolf! How? I want to be a Nacho Man. I want to come in Grandma's hand. Everybody doing after that sick little riff? We got a very special uh, guest here in the studio tonight. That's right. Yes, uh, we have a guest tonight, Vienna Vampiros, the man of travels, Coach Lingerie himself, Finally in person for the very first time. My co-host from Trashterpiece the COVID Trashterpiece Theater. Mm-hmm. I know the late great COVID Trashterpiece Theater. Finally, it is happened to me. We're all in the same room talking about the same shit. I can't believe this day has finally come. Right on my face. And I just deny it. These low-hanging fruits. (laughs) And I'm not talking about the jokes, babies. Yeah, I was like, did they pop out the side of my shorts again? Oh, my gosh. Listen to Orange Joe. Oh, boy. So, Coach, we've got, uh, it's the first time here. We do all kinds of different stuff. I got a whole set of buttons here. Ooh, do you have a whole button? I don't have a whole button. But I got one of these. I like wieners on my butt. Oh, it's a literal whole button. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, just tell me, Professor Vienna Vampiros, a.k.a. <laughs> right. Man of Travels, That's a.k.a. Right. Coach Lingerie, That's right. what to do to please you in this podcast. Do I do I talk about myself? Is this my time? Is this my time to shine? <laughs> tell, oh, yeah, I tell, think the, it's your time to shine. tell the folks at home. Hey, what, what, uh, All right, children. Uh, I graduated from NYU Tisch School of the Arts with a useless degree in <laughs> film and television. <laughs> I am the. I have another identity. It's Christopher Connor, series creator of the cult classic Prep School Blues on YouTube. Oh yeah, in which I played. Coach Chardonnay, a close and personal friend of Coach Lingerie. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like such a stretch. They sound like two radically different characters. <laughs> so I met uh, Nachos McWerewolf. Hey, buddy. When we worked on another film of mine, which you can also watch on the YouTube. What's that called? It's called Victor Durant Vampire Hunter. And Mikey was really. Oh, do I not say your real name? You're fucking fired. What's your identity, though? Not nachos. Is it a secret identity? Mikey Venture. No, I'm pretty <clears throat> sure everybody knows it okay. by now. So this guy, 
I heard from someone that he would do like special effects for my for money film for sex. I wish he gave me grabs. I gave him booze, a mouthful of blood. You gonna make this for everybody? You're just talking that for yourself. No, guys, this is why I need a drink. But uh, well, let's hear let's hear a story out. But no, someday, someday we we should. If if I ever return to this place, we should do Victor Durant Vampire Hunter because Mikey. No, not. Can we Jones, do the? Is, uh, it? is it the Portuguese version? Is there a Portuguese version? There, there is. is. There's a Spanish language trailer that I made. Okay. But unfortunately, the whole film isn't dubbed in Spanish. I wish. Because we've gotten drunk and watched the Spanish dub trailer several times. Oh yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, when Re- uh, That's when so Rev sweet. was here yeah. on, on the Evil Dead episode, we had Rev on uh, mm-hmm. Evil Dead One and Two. And so, he was awake for Evil Dead. <laughs> wait, so what What are we drinking? What is this concoction? So it is Dragon's Milk White mixed with Ram's Piss. This shit's really hard to open. Dang, what is it? Ram's Point? Ram's Point Ram's peanut Piss? butter whiskey. So The last time Nachos McWerewolf there made me drink a, something with peanut butter whiskey, I vomited. But yes, I promise yes, I won't in the fucking podcast. Dead. Wait, could someone big and strong help me with this? I gotcha. Yeah, no shit. I was I was gonna ask the sexy one in there. <clears throat> Here you go. I can't get oh. mine open either. How did, yeah, it was tough. Oh my god, you're just a delicate hothouse flower, Cincinnati Joe. <laughs> god damn, motherfucker. Anyway, where's my knife? Listeners, this is bullshit. Listeners, if you're there, you could watch Victor Durant Vampire Hunter on YouTube. It's a horror movie, right? Is it? Not, yeah, Nachos is, is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bartender. There's lesbian vampires, which is actually my topic that I'm here to talk about tonight. <laughs> my favorite topic, actually. Cincinnati Jeff, I've been trying to get uh, Nachos McWerewolf. My God, it's so hard to remember these names. <laughs> it's hard enough to remember my own name. Anyway. Well, Coach, just uh, call us whatever you feel. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Call you baby. It's just Cincinnati Jeff doesn't have a real job that he has to answer to, so he's allowed to say whatever he wants. Okay, excellent. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Should I be careful? No. The answer's no. No, I wanted... Nachos McWerewolf to do an episode on my favorite horror film, Daughters of Darkness, but he said it was boring and (laughs) slow. (laughs) It's because he doesn't appreciate the power of fabulous. He's also not a huge vampire guy. Hey, dude, Friday Night Rules. I didn't say you weren't, you were fucking 100% against it, just not a huge one. Well, the funny thing is, when we met, I thought he was really into vampires because that's how we met was on a vampire film. I mean, but then it turned out he's more into slashers. Yeah, that's kind of my oh thing. Oh my god, too. dude! So yeah, the first time we hung out proper, uh, it's uh, the Atomic Scarecrow, and I had that shitty apartment. Oh, you you pour it in your thing. Oh, so I mix the two things together. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. It's uh, so the Atomic Scarecrow, and I had a, a shitty apartment in Collinsville, <clears throat> and Chris comes. Uh, <clears throat> Professor Vienna Vampiros, not yeah, coach, Werewolf. Coach, I know coach. your name now. Coach came over and showed me three and a half hours of fucking dark, dark shadows, shadows. <laughs> and i'm a nice guy i'm not gonna be like yo dude dude where's Cincinnati the blues? jeff would you defend dark shadows i actually like dark shadows yeah Thank dude you. that tim burton no, tim burton movie was awesome dark shadows, <laughs> your ass. dark shadows taught me everything i needed to know in life about love and relationships if you love someone stalk them curse them haunt it's them through time it's a soap opera about yeah. vampires and witches it's fucking awesome thank you it's, <clears> just it's because Adam's it's, family fat, it was a fucking soap opera just because this, <clears throat> this person here is too ADHD'd out to appreciate the incredibly slow moving plots of Dark Shadows it moves like frozen molasses I mean it's from the fucking 70s so anyway I, I can understand that it's no. not up to your standards I liked it though but I grew up like without cable so 
there was a lot of of yeah, it was on public domain for a long time yeah it was like just PBS a lot of yeah it was exactly i saw on pbs it was just a lot of reruns of old shows so like i got into all kinds of stuff okay cincinnati jeff i need a really important answer because i asked this of everybody including i asked it of one of my clients i'm a therapist in real life um cincinnati jeff you know josette and angelique right mm -hmm. and you're are you you are heterosexual right i am mm -hmm. okay josette or angelique and why uh choose wisely you must mm. see it's this pretty doesn't fucking taste good. bad i know i'm really surprised hey man i get one right uh what do we call this dragon spooge oh <clears throat> low-hanging fruit once i more. <clears throat> so call it an easy kill i would go with barnabas oh baby <laughs> i subscribe no so probably angelique uh oh, okay yeah go for it go and for it. it's it's just laura parker yeah. the actress is it, She's she's, she's so just, magnetic. She's just beautiful and like and crazy. I mean, just yeah, dude. Like dude, she got she, those crazy eyes. For she chews shirt. up any the scenery every time she comes on screen. Like she's just chewing the fat. Like it's she's every, the whole focus goes to her. Can I? Can and I, she's she's like a standout character in my mind. I haven't seen the show in a long time. Can I do a dramatic reenactment really quick, just Go for ahead. a second? Go okay, ahead. okay. Oh no, Barnabas! You think you've done me in, but I'm not dead cat. I will set a curse on you, Barnabas Collins. You will never be able to love anyone. That is my curse. And you will live with it throughout all eternity. And that's love. That's real love. And that one's for you, Matt Huey. Wait, does someone else like Dark Shadows as a podcaster? No, he's just one of our Patreon members we harass. Oh, hi. Hi. This is true. Be my Patreon. <clears throat> all right. So, um... As we start off every show, we do a little, a couple of news, some talking oh, points, all right. some news and stuff. So we're going to jump into that. News and stuff. So official. All right. So first up, Scream 6 trailer. Who's seen it? Who's watched it? Oh, I watched it with you guys. <laughs> I I think I saw it. I've seen it several times. I've seen it. It's hard to take you straight because you don't have that yee yee ass haircut okay, why do you guys want courtney cox to die i don't understand uh, I, he does i don't okay she's more plastic than okay let's do well, are you guys opposites like are you guys opposites for like women what <laughs> well you know like you nachos hates courtney cox and cincinnati jeff loves her i mean i, I don't love her i just i prefer parker wow. posey in scream three oh yeah yeah, I mean, Parker Posey is really no. It's just that I, I. It's not that I don't want her to die. I actually thought that she would have been better to die. Spoiler alert! In the fifth movie, yeah. <clears throat> instead of Dewey, or they died together. Oh my god, that would have been so romantic. And I would have loved Nev Campbell to die at in the beginning this of this one, and to really set it off. Be like, this is how you know it's kind of a Halloween Resurrection sort of deal. Well, it's like this is how you know it's fucking different. Okay, so I thought that Scream and Scary Movie were the same thing for a long Dead time. Fucking serious, dude. They just blend together in my mind flawlessly. We watch them back to back, <clears throat> the two of us, with COVID Trash Piece Theater. Are facebook show oh, i That's love right. scary movies so much it's the deleted scene so this was back when like they had deleted scenes on vhs and they were right. after the credits and it's um not marlon wayans but uh um uh damon they no uh uh chevy uh, is it brandon brian no the other wayans brother there's only like 20 of them just name <clears throat> the brandon. other one from brandon lee the other one from the the wayans bros uh tv show marlon damon it's damon they no it's not damon wayans Everywhere I go, I, I see, see the, the same, same hole. That's my my favorite song. 
That is my favorite song. City, that's a skeleton. Sean, favorite scary movie? I would say for me, I know everyone hates it, but I really like three. Get out of here, you're fired. Because of it's awake, it's awake. Three, the scary movie, scary movie three, yeah. Uh, So my favorite part is I forget her name, uh, the chick who's running the daycare, Brenda, my bitch, Brenda. uh, Brenda's everything to me. She's talking to the Sydney character and uh, Cindy, yes, and she. Like talking to him, and she's like, Oh, yeah, it just takes a lot of patience to be with these kids, and like something fucking fly past her head. Now, who the fuck threw that? I fucking laugh every time. But in two, or sorry, the first one at the end, at the deleted scenes, it's the fucking scene where he's having sex with her. Okay, mm. buddy, Sean's no, having talk, sex with her. I think this with is Cindy, it. not Brenda. Yeah, think- when he spooges all over the ceiling. No, different thing. I, I swear to fuck, this part, it, it that scene is in part two. He's like, no, it's in part one because he's no, like, spooge on the he's wearing. No, 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 no. we're not talking that. He's it's, wearing his fucking. He's wearing his. Uh, Brenda football is wearing football. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, take it, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. It's like you gay. Know, this is not. really preparing us for the movie tonight. Like a little bit. It's so in the deleted scenes, it goes on for much longer. So which one does she say? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm a fart in your mouth. I'm, I'm okay. A I think that's the, the deleted I'm scene. I'm shit on these walls. I think that's the deleted scene because remember we watched it after we went to see Scream Five. Yeah, in that's the part of the deleted scene. Yeah, because we, we rented it on Amazon Prime, and I was waiting for that shit on the walls and fart in my mouth and stuff, or fart. Well, in your the mouth. night is young. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me. That's the problem: is that Nachos McWerewolf is what they call a cock tease. Have we all heard of this? It's Drudo. So let's talk about the Scream 6 trailer. What's yeah, going let's on break there? that down. Uh, Sorry. So first Kind up, of our leading expert of New York over here. It's obviously set in New York, which is Coach's, uh, in one of the areas Ultimata. that he's fucking called home base. Okay, a- so this one is shot in New York, not cheating Vancouver as New York, right? I'm looking at you, Friday the 13th party. Well, they were in a bodega, so popular in New York. A bodega, get some <laughs> lox and bagel, you know? I used to live in New York. Yes, I didn't okay, mention that often enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's for our uh, one one listener that listened. six seasons in a movie. Uh, we're finally getting it. Yeah, we are. The community. I so, thought you were saying Britta from Riverdale. Yeah, they're in a bodega, nah. and then of course everybody's got a gun. But Ghostface shows up in a Rob Zombie esque fucking Halloween <laughs> cracked mask. Would you say Ghostface brought a knife to a gunfight? I think he. Uh, <laughs> Brought a knife to a fist fight and then got himself a gun. He's so, like, "Who the fuck is you?" And then Ghostface is like, "This Ghostface is saying like I'm different. I'm a different kind of Ghostface. Like, I'm Ricky not like other girls. girls. Like, Ugh. yeah, that's a tired. Tra- well, so, but here's what my makes- issue with this trailer. It didn't really show how this Ghostface is different because he was just doing the same Ghostface thing. That is, so that's the thing. Then it goes on for a while where he's just chasing different people. Courtney Cox is obviously in it. Hayden Panettiere shows up. Yay! Kirby's back! Uh, yes. She's oh. shown to be alive in five. That's right. But like, it's like it's on the screen of a television. So technically, Matt Lillard is in Scream 5. I'm calling it 5. He's Fuck in that. 2. Yeah, that's right. Because he's Ghostface with the chrome mask, and can we just maybe that's what's different about Ghostface this time? Like he bust out the dual katanas and a flamethrower and <laughs> okay, shit. Okay, so to also set up the theme for tonight's film, you know the Scream franchise is also famously very homoerotic. Is, or, is it? Well, because in, in Scary well, Movie they were lovers, but they're also very ambiguously maybe lovers. The two killers in the first Stu movie and Billy. There's a little. Yeah, they're um, together. There. I think you're shipping, but there's definitely some comradum emphasis on Rod. Come there. But, I mean, c- creator Kevin Williamson, his family, he's one of us, you know. <laughs> created Dawson's Creek. 
you know, which scary movie. Boom. Ugh. Yep. So he just runs around the entire time trying to kill people, and they just keep saying this is a different ghost face. He just keeps saying, I'm and there's a like a straight face. up. There is a scream museum. If you do the breakdown, there is wait, like wait. Did I miss this? Yeah, it's in the yeah. Trailer. You were dicking around on your phone. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I I'm in a relationship. It's a Woodsboro Murders Museum, I have, I dude. Have. Seriously, this will be the fifth time we watch the trailer. That's we never showed me this trailer Dude, before. Dude, I totally showed you this. Just we watched, watched Pearl. it. No, yeah. I mean he never showed me the trailer before tonight. You were fucking around with your phone an awful lot. Yeah. How meta. Well, anyway. Boomer Put strike. it down. Boomer in the moment. I'm I'm literally picking it up right now out of protest. <laughs> uh, it comforts me. <laughs> you know what? Ice cream sandwiches comfort me, but you don't see one in my hand. Do we have Eggs. ice cream sandwiches? Eggs. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, there's a whole fucking oh, day. There's those like Tatum's shirt, and then there's like fucking five or six fucking ghost faced outfits. The whole damn crew. Mm. They got everybody, even bitch ass Roman. Uh, they had more. Uh, they had Cotton Weary's jacket is hanging on a mannequin. One hundred percent. So this cotton, is meta, even for the Scream franchise, which cotton. is already meta. What, what, what is the meta? sorry? This drink is making me burp. Not. I was trying. To, I was trying to see where they had the trailer. Meta? It looked like um, the towel from Cotton's girlfriend. Uh, yeah, three was uh, in a case. Oh, um, they got the fucking mask and <clears throat> the son that uh, boring ass uh, uh, Derek was hung on in part two. You know, Ghostface goes to college, and then the mask in the uh, the theater with David Warren, the motherfucking lob Warren's um, or not Warren, um, <clears throat> fucking. Uh, it's just really good. Uh, Screen three, Sydney's brother, uh, uh, bitch ass Roman. Roman, <clears throat> his uh, beheaded uh, fucking award. I thought it was sitting there. That was funny as shit, dude. Uh, I was trying to pick everything. Wait, I need to watch this trailer when I'm paying attention and it, not texting. It is, it is there probably. for like a second. And it's, it's like zooming in. So, so I need to watch like a breakdown of the trailer on YouTube. Yeah. You okay. are yeah. Meta upon meta upon meta. I got you. And at uh, the <clears throat> very end, so they're all on the subway. Uh, you oh, guys I, I took the subway before when I lived in New York. You take the L? To Brooklyn? It's a very good friend that I would take the L train for. That was okay. the joke back in the day. <laughs> I'll take the NRW for someone I sort of like, but I have to be ride or die for you to take the L. Because it's sketchy as fuck, I'm guessing. I mean, it was back then, but Brooklyn's just as expensive as Manhattan now. Look at my insider New York knowledge of 10 years ago. I had a friend who had a co-op there for years. He didn't even live in it, uh, and he eventually sold it for a crazy amount of money. Oh, I have a friend who just literally bought an apartment in Manhattan because he's... For how? Do we talk about that? No, he's just successful. He works for Mike Bloomberg. These things are like $600,000. So, and it's like... Is it Andrew Tate? His apartment that was like hundreds of thousands of dollars is about the size of the room we're podcasting in. Yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, no, I won't. Fuck no, I won't. His apartment's this size? I mean... Basically, yeah. Wow. Yeah. With with this little like if the kitchen was well, there. What's Manhattan? So so uh Ricky Spanish's his was uh oh, Ricky it was a, Spanish. It's a two bedroom co op with a living room. I think it had two bathrooms. In Brooklyn? Yeah. And uh it was it was a very big place. He got so in it, it he got in it early. Oh, I got you, yeah. He bought it in like two thousand eight. Just appreciated. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, so Ghostface in New York, like when um what's his name took Manhattan, you know, the one that you Oh liked. the Muppets. Oh my god. Took Van. That Van is my Hatton. favorite one. <laughs> yeah, I went to LA. Ew, LA. Oh. Louisiana? Yeah. This, this, this is a long running conflict between the two of us is that he loves LA and I hate LA. 
They're both he fucking dirty ass towns. Everyone who is an asshole from NYU moved to LA after. So I will say uh, that being <laughs> off topic, I've gone to both and I went to New Year's Eve once in New York. New okay. Year's Eve or I went, New Year's I went to, Evil? I went to the New Year's. I went to the ball drop. Oh, I went to Mikey's. No, I didn't. This was awesome. <laughs> I wish I would have gone to your ball drop, but that was a um, while ago. But or, I know last week. I've had, I've had better times. I've had better times in LA than I have had in New York. Yeah. Bitch. Oh. Well, I think part of it is I lived in New York and I've only visited LA, but I don't like all the um what do you call ethnics? It? So I was going to like I was the, going to like like freeways and shit. I, I was going to like Heather Lincoln Camp's house. Dude, you don't even in, try. In, 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 That's why like I don't Nancy's like them. House. I went to the Halloween. I went to Michael Myers' house. Oh. I went to I went to like movie scenes. Okay, so you liked LA because it's the setting of many of these films that you guys talk about on your podcast. True, and it was just I don't know. It was just sunny and bright. It's just. I mean, fuck the beach. But yeah, um, yeah. No, I just had fun doing things in LA. Wow. Was, speaking of subways, the yes. subway back to the subway sandwich. The Jared, who fucked Kit. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all on the subway, and you kind of have like the who's who's of the horror movie genre. You get Freddy Krueger's, you get uh, Jason Voorhees. You no Michael Myers Wait, though. Did I watch this trailer? I don't remember any right, of should this. We just, should we just pause it? And no, go I just remember, no, no, I just we'll remember Courtney like Cox was in it. Yeah, okay, yeah. she was great though. I miss. I love Gail. I feel like Gail is the real heroine, dude. Of the she series. she looks like Eric Stoltz from the fucking mask with all the work she's had done i prefer she looks like a plastic potato she Dude, looks like mr potato head the best not part the steve harvey about one. scream five oh, is, when, Gale alone. is she, when she makes the off-air comment about her bangs it's fucking great dude but i i keep again i keep blurring it together with scary movies so i think of the relationship between like what was her name kale bale nail and doofy oh it was fucking not Nightingale. It was something stormy. Stormy yeah, something. Yeah, stormy Daniels and Doofy. <laughs> Doofy was fucking stormy weather. I still shit. I, th- I think it was like hail weather or something. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. But yeah, there, Hey, if sexy. any of our fans out there can school us on some scary movie yeah, trivia, I need to watch that. Go ahead and hit us up at the hotline. 704 666 2814. That number one more time. 704 666 2814. If you remember mm. shit better than we don't. I don't have that number memorized. Me neither. All right. <laughs> so what happens at the very end? Uh, so there's a couple ghost faces, but it's different from scabby ghost face or zombie ghost face. If you want to get technical with the uh, happy land masks. And at the very end, you hear a very familiar little. <laughs> wait, wait, is this going to be a crossover between different horror movies? Now their ghost face is now a Paramount yeah. joint. Ah, Spike Lee. I'm classy. So it's going to be like Freddy versus Jason versus Ghostface? No way. It's going to be Jason just curb stomping Ghostface, grabbing every incarnation of Ghostface and just ripping them apart. I had so much fun watching with you, and I was like, man, what is that fucking mask? Looks like Rob Zombie from Halloween. And you were like, fuck you. You fucking bastard. God damn it. It's, but it's cooler. So next up. Yeah, what do we got? Mm. Uh, Dead Space remake. Holy motherfucking shit! I didn't know he that. made me play this video game one time, and I was so scared. Yeah, dude. it is fucking scary. I couldn't play it. I was too scared. The consensus. I can only Dead play Space? it when you're there. I can't play it alone. Oh, I'm your Sherpa, dude. Uh, so I'm driving. I'm speeding through St. Louis as it's danger assholes do, and I'm listening to Pandora and um, Two of Hearts by Tiffany had just ended. Mm-hmm. Two uh, parts, and then it, so Good I just song. and I, I'm kind, you know, I might have drank some shots. That happens, uh. and uh, 
And then I hear it on Pandora. It's like, emergency call from the Ishimura. And I'm like, fuck! It just drags me back. It's like in the Nightmare on Elm Street films later on, like getting pulled into a fucking dream. And I'm like having PTSD on the Ishimura all over again. And uh, I am excited and ready for it. Yeah, it's pretty much just a fucking fresh coat of paint. Oh, no, no, not fresh coat of paint. Like it, they, they did it from the ground up, but it's it's... It is the fucking game. They didn't change much. I am. I, it, you can't fix perfect. Mm. It was pretty damn good. I so that when I played it, you'd already played it. It'd been out for like a while. Oh, you yeah. hadn't played it yet. Like one and two already out, and I had the third one was coming out. And so, where's your little co-pilot? And there yeah, so <laughs> I wasn't working at the time, and I was just playing a ton of fucking video games. And fucking Riley would sit in my lap. He was small enough to sit in my lap. I had this like little chair. That he would sit in just across my lap, and I'd play yeah, video games all day. Oh, my gosh. I'll come over and do that with you. <laughs> and, uh, do some laps. And, and so I'm finishing up Dead Space. Fucking terrifying game, dude. It's Resident Evil in space. And I get to the end. I'm like, fuck yeah. And I'm Towards watching the Horizon. It, and I just fucking I beat the big the big bad that, that came through. And I'm fucking... I'm, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't played it, so play it. Yeah, a 13-year-old game. Figure it out, dipshit. So I'm really excited about this glut of video game movies because it means that I can experience video games without having to play them well hold on yeah i mean you could do that on youtube anyway but so or twitch i'm getting through this thing and i'm done and i'm like all right fucking we're escaping the ishimura and fucking it's fucking the sun shining fucking like everything's beautiful everything's looking good for (laughs) isaac and riley is awake in my lap and he's watching the screen and i'm watching the screen and all of a sudden it fucking the camera pans through the spaceship to Isaac Clark. Ultimo jump scare! And then fucking down to Isaac Clark's lap. And there's this fucking little fucking, bah! fucking ghoul that jumps out. I jump up and I start fucking screaming at the fucking TV. Ah! Ah! Fucking Riley fucking starts freaking out. He's barking at me and he's barking at you. Damn, what do I kill? What do I kill? What do I kill? I know he's screaming. I'm barking. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Gosh, even the dog was freaking out. My fucking out. wife comes upstairs. She's like, what's happening? I'm sorry, like, you're who? My wife. Thank you. She's a dead. Comes upstairs. Fucking craziest thing ever, man. So you turned into, like, uh, you anamorphed into DMX. So, like, Riley was evolving into a human and you were de-evolving into a dog and you guys met they somewhere merged in merged into one yes. being. Yes. So this, the, the, the remake came out today. I know, dude. Nobody told me. And the best part is, is like you actually get double dose because the Callisto Protocols, yeah. which is the spiritual successor to Dead Space because EA wasn't making Dead Spaces. So like part of that team made the Callisto what the Protocols, f- fucking EA? which is what basically just another Dead Space game. It's the same devs from Dead Space, yeah. but just doing Dead Space shit without EA's. Okay. Hey, guys, I got a text from yeah. my long distance love. Oh, yeah. You can. Uh, yeah. But. uh said K S Hermoso. We can't put subtitles on the podcast, Chris. Nerd. Oh yeah, duh. See these photos. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm totally changing the subject because I remembered it. Uh, I think Cincinnati Jeff, it's time. Or is it not time? Is it time for what? For the thing I said. Oh, not time yet. Not, not time. Time. No, no, yet. No, 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 no. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Not delete that. Yet. When you edit this, delete yeah. that. Um. So go on. Sorry. Uh. One of the last things we got. We got I'm two not things used to this. Is uh so Mark Patton, yeah. uh, who of course stars as Josh Jesse Hart. Walsh in ah! Nightmare on Street Two: Freddy's Revenge, um, the gay icon, and recently he, he was in Scream, uh, Scream Queen. Queen. Um, it was a documentary, Scream Queen: My is Nightmare it, on Elm Street. He's the first <clears throat> male Scream Queen, the first Scream King. I call him a Scream King. Yeah, 
So he is currently in the hospital amidst a health scare. Um, bloody disgusting uh, printed in, article in real life. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this, no. this is oh my God. Thoughts uh, and prayers. So Bloody Disgusting has learned that there is an official GoFundMe underway to get him help and treatment that he needs. Patton's manager, Peter Valderrama, uh, explains that Mark has been ill for quite some time now. Originally, it was thought to be an aftershocks of COVID and some hefty infections that could potentially be tackled with care and rest, but now it's quite clear that it is AIDS-related ailments oh, that he's managing. Oh, my God. Uh, Valderrama continues that Mark is currently in a Mexican hospital where they speak very little English and they are completely overcome with COVID cases there. He needs to be transported to an American hospital down there where he can receive more specialized care in a safer setting. For this, we humbly ask for your help. And then Mark Patton writes in his own words, I just want to be healthy and at home with family. I need to move to an American hospital in Mexico where they can give me the treatment I desperately need. The American hospital is $300 a day with nurses, doctors, and meds. The Mexican hospitals are overwhelmed with COVID, and I am too compromised to remain here. I have faced these medical challenges before, and I know I have a lot of fight left in me, but the last few years have been crippling for me financially. I have always lived month to month, and I have been struggling with medical visits since October. If anyone is able to contribute, it would mean a life-saving option for me to be recovering in a place that can cater to my condition. And then they posted a link to a GoFundMe. The goal originally was $18,000. When I last checked it, it was at 43000 Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. It's still open. So Wait, hold up. <clears throat> I don't know math good, but that's one eight comma zero zero zero. $18,000. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Well, one eight comma zero zero zero. I and then ha- this is four <clears throat> three comma zero zero zero. Yes, it's well ah. over the goal, but as, as we know, medical bills can be expensive. He's paying the day-to-day to the hospital. What so is not insurance? I, I, actually, I actually know a lot about this because my significant other is Mexican living in Oaxaca, and he is also HIV positive, but luckily... He is what they call undetectable. And I want to use this as just a moment to just talk about HIV and AIDS awareness. Is that okay? Absolutely. Go for it. Just real quick. When I first found out that the person that I was seeing was HIV positive, I was really freaked out because I still had a lot of misinformation. So three main things. Number one, people who don't know, U equals U, undetectable equals untransmissible. So that means... If your viral load is so low it can't be detected in a blood test, it means you really can't transmit it. Number two. You said load. Well, it is a serious (laughs) topic, but a little gallows humor never hurts. Number two, it is true that uh, in Mexico there is an issue, and we've actually faced this, where there have been times when I've actually decided of my own volition to pay for him to go to private hospitals because the public hospitals and not not for HIV AIDS, but for other reasons. So, as messed up as our healthcare system is in America, uh, there. Okay, this is a little bit of a deep dive, but since you're mentioning it, Cincinnati Jeff, uh, I find that we as Americans really need to remember that HIV and AIDS is not confined by borders. And when people in, for example, Venezuela, where the healthcare system is collapsing, and other Latin American countries undergoing economic crises are rapidly transmitting HIV and AIDS, guess what? That's going to go across the border because HIV and AIDS is real and it is spreading. It's not a thing of the past, even though we're in a false sense of security because of Discovy and PrEP and all that. Wait a minute. So if we build a wall, we can't keep that there? Correct. Wow. (laughs) So 
HIV AIDS prevention around the world is HIV AIDS prevention for everyone. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, it's very important to remember, HIV and AIDS is not just a gay disease. I know this should be obvious, but a lot of people don't really internalize it. So... God. Sorry. Oh my gosh, I didn't know this was going to get so serious. Oh, it's okay. It's God okay. damn, the fucking listeners uh, out there didn't think they were going to learn some yeah. shit today. No, it's it's just, just I'm for some it fart is, dick it's, jokes. it's not just a, a disease for homosexuals, it's a disease for all. But for this There act, are many heterosexuals that have it that have gotten it. It the most important thing is just obviously practice safe sex and well, just be safe yourself. I got mine from a gas pump because there was a needle, right? <laughs> is that a is that a thing? I so as serious kidding, as it is, and kidding, it's, kidding. It's a very serious disease, but it's not It's not quite the death sentence that it was 30 years ago. That said, I am glad um, that there is this fundraiser to help this person because he's given us so much joy. In so film. much. There's so much treatment for it now. But yeah. um, if there's something that I don't like, like at work, for instance, and I can't be too crass about things, they'll be like, hey, can we do that? Can you do that for me? And I just look at somebody and go, I would rather handle the eggs, monkey's bones than do this right now. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, we orange whip, orange whip. We still I'm, make. I'm fresh. Cocktail? Oh yeah, please. I, I've been I've been in a serious committed relationship with someone who's HIV positive for four years now, and we make we make jokes about it. So I think it's okay. It's just, you know, when it was even in the '90s, it was like they would do like weird PSAs where it's like, "Ew, this kid's got AIDS. Don't let him use the drinking fountain." What no, kids? Did... It's okay to use the drinking fountain. It doesn't spread that way. But it'd be like. Well, what kid has? It's like, well, he was born with it. It was like they never explained anything. But they're still like they're still stigmatizing it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. just like okay, they were I, trying to help, but they weren't going about it the right way. It's weird as shit. The same thing happened this last year though with monkeypox. It was very upsetting to me the way monkeypox was stigmatized. I mean, they call it mpox now, but it was it was it was advertised. Well, not advertised, but it was it was basically uh, labeled as a, a homosexual spread disease on on the news yeah like i would talk and this to, was like this wasn't just conservative news outlets this yeah was no everyone, everyone was doing it. and I, I understand why they were trying to target the gay community but at the same time i i didn't like like i felt nervous talking to my doctor about it because it was stigmatized as not just for gay men but for promiscuous gay men and to get the vaccine because there was this whole thing that you couldn't get the vaccine i'm sorry i'll talk about horror movies in a minute but there was we're a talking about a horror movie right now fucking well, the, monkey ho the, the horror movie yeah, no of you. institutionalized ahead. homophobia that's scarier than any horror movie uh hold up i'm gonna jump in real quick i work at a predominantly uh african-american warehouse and i refused to call it monkeypox. i called it honky pox and everybody had a good chuckle do i just do i just drink this i don't know let's figure out what what is this what, what do i what am i holding here oh. are you drinking my chainsaw the bobs well Wait, there's yeah, one more in there there's, these were gifts man i know i bought them <laughs> I want this one though. This is a beautiful. Well, you guys, we'll, we'll you guys can't one, see so this, but it's trick or treat kittens. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's beautiful. That's a fire Those are good. Those are good. Oh, but we'll split this. I, I just I felt like there was this whole thing where you couldn't get the vaccine unless you said like I've engaged in high risk sexual scenarios with multiple partners. It's like in none the last... of your business, I'm dude. Like, Don't maybe worry you about just it. want a vaccine. Lastly, in, when we did COVID Trash Piece Theater, which was our little covid fun pick me up project we made a lot of jokes about anti-vaxxers i don't feel bad fuck i wouldn't either fucking morons still don't <clears throat> it's actually uh an interesting story that i read not recently it was a couple months ago on the internet the mpox um this was this was posted by a couple Is this of people shit good mm, like, oh, this was like this was covered cool. by a couple I love different this. news articles um but it was, was it the Seattle Times? I think I had read it through. Anyway, it was like a big, basically a list of people 
who had essentially died from MPOX because they didn't come forward enough to get treatment because, because of the stigma. It was like, it's a homosexual disease. And it's like, well, no, but I'm not a homosexual. So they just lived with it and then died like with their pride because that's how it was fucking presented in the I'm, news on all fronts everybody fucking but that's said what it was. that's what happened with <clears throat> hiv and aids and it's fucking weird in the 80s and 90s and even to the present day so you, you were would, making you progress would, for a minute there yeah, you'd fucking think we'd be more informed but the difference Better informed. the difference is the gay community actually wants to take vaccines and wants treatment. Unlike, uh, oh no, I'm not going to get on that soapbox. But we're <laughs> right. not we're not ones who are turning down vaccines. I wanted the monkeypox vaccine, Dude, and I, I was told I couldn't have it. So I, I, I'll straight say it: I am fucking terrified of needles. I went to get my fucking vaccine shot. I cried more than my son when we got him. I and so I I told. The nurse, and she was a sturdy black woman, and she goes, I go, can you hold my hand? She goes, no, you fucking pussy. Bam! So, speaking of um, sexually transmitted diseases, when I had my very first um, STI screening... Uh, the nurse had to put the Q-tip in my Oh, that hurts so bad. No, no. To quote a very good friend of mine, the Phantom Bastard, don't do the test just Get the pills. There I mean, you go. If you're in Puerto Vallarta, you can take what I call prophylactic antibiotics from the pharmacy. <laughs> I'm like, you know, they sell them under the table. Fuck it. Because if you're in Puerto Vallarta, you're going to need those antibiotics. Yo. It's chlamydia gonorrhea <laughs> central, ladies and gentlemen. That shit's expensive, so you can buy a used Not one. in Mexico. Not down you there. Can, I, you I can buy a used one Antibiotics in Mexico cheaper. are so cheap. What was that What was that movie with, uh, with the Joker? Um, Which one? Sorry, guys. I just got back from Puerto Vallarta two the, weeks ago. The 30 so. Seconds the Mars guy. Uh, oh, uh, fucking. But, um, is it, uh, oh, the AIDS... The uh, fucking million dollar baby. No, that's not. That's the box mm. movie. Anyway, it's the one where he's like smuggling the 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 cheap drugs over Mexico. So for real, I did. I have to take uh, Omeprazole. Yeah, you can get a lot cheaper if you go to Puerto Vallarta. It's five dollars a bottle down there, and it's well, yeah. how much is yeah. a ticket? So you gotta pills. balance out the wages. Well, yeah, but, oh, it's sixty pills dollars a bottle. It's it's fifteen pills. It's thirty dollars here. Even if you go just for a regular vacation stock up on your regular pills yeah i buy them down there all right so my my wife's aunt goes down there sorry who my life thank you and then i give her money and i'm like please come back with like just fucking back bag loads of theoretically speaking allegedly i am really proud that i did party at montemar beach club which was the epicenter of the monkeypox outbreak in puerto vallarta (laughs) i did not get monkeypox but i did get covid19 at the Montemar Beach You fucking Club. poser. I have 18. Why you always got to try to one-up me, dude? Uh, speaking, speaking of serial killers, um, <laughs> so it was when I got COVID-19 in Puerto Vallarta was when I was quarantined in my Airbnb, and that's when I got obsessed with Filipino-American and gay identifying serial killer Andrew Cunanan because I watched that um, series by Ryan Murphy when I was quarantined with COVID. <laughs> and then I read Vulgar Favors, the book by Maure- Maureen Orth about his crimes. And I'll have to tell you something, guys. I'm Filipino-American. I identify as something. I couldn't. Wait, no, you're fucking Asian. You don't know Kung Fu and you're bad at math. What That's the, the fuck, wrong dude? kind of Asian. We're Filipino. Oh. We're the Latinos of Asia. <laughs> That's the best. 
best I've ever. I've never heard. That. You've never. Okay, I, I hear that all the time. time. That's like a. I thought that joke was actually going to be like I did too a, cliche. I did a, I, uh, I, did a, I was a minister at a Filipino wedding, and uh, you were what? You know other Filipinos than me? I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Oh my god, are they prettier than me? No, she. Cincinnati Jeff. She, they all don't look alike. It's okay. She don't be that guy. Yeah, she was. She's beautiful. Oh, so she is. Her name is Raleen. Oh, and, oh, really? Oh, I can you say it with a Filipino accent, though? She's Raleen. beautiful. I can say, or get a boy. She's so beautiful, Raleen. <laughs> she's a beautiful girl. So I, I don't remember it now, beautiful, but I, I, had learn, I had to learn Filipino. Maganda, for, for maganda, umaga. And it was uh, maga. What? It, what say it, something in Tagalog for me. That's our language. It's called what? Tagalog. It's not called Filipino. Cincinnati uh, Jeff. Hey, coach. Both hands on the table. Okay. My bad. Excuse okay. me. I'm yeah. sorry. But no, wait. Speak some Tagalog for I don't, me. I don't. I don't. I don't. So I had to like write it down. I didn't. Oh, I you didn't learned it phonetically. It. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, well, yeah, thank you. Wedding. Thank you for your service. It was great. It was a couple years Shut ago. It was fun. <laughs> I just want to say this, Cincinnati Jeff. Mahal Kita. They threw a great wedding. The bride and the groom, not like those people threw a great I, wedding. So, oh, easy, Alex Jones. I, said, but the, I love you in Tagalog. What's up, PC? But the Filipino food was the oh my gosh you should come over to there my were like house. desserts it was really good oh dude those translucent fucking egg rolls yes oh. yes you know um I believe it or not one time speaking of homophobia at the end of this story mikey did a chair <laughs> no no nachos mcwerewolf whatever Thank his you. name is <laughs> did a charity fundraiser with me several yeah where we uh we served lumpia, which are Filipino egg rolls, uh, for uh, raising money for uh, Philippine really schools. Good. Those are real good. Yeah, yeah lumpia. See, I'm a piece of shit. See, I'm a he's bad secretly guy. a good person, guys. Listen That's the big secret. Joe. That's right. Uh, you know what? Wait, is that his other name? How many names does he have? I don't know. Mana travels. Listen to Orange Joe. There's Listen some to people that Vienna call Vampire him Orange Rose. Joe. Be garbage to people who deserve it. Be good to your friends. Do as much bad as you do good, because when you die, none of it matters anyway. To close out that story about homophobia, though, I no longer volunteer with that church because yeah. they have uh, gone to the dark side when it comes to bigotry. And not even like the cool dark side. Yeah, most of them go that way. Yeah, so if you're one of those Methodists who left Methodism because you're a homophobe, wait, homophobe, that's not a word, homophobe? No, it's, Fuck a, you. it's a new term. Fuck you. In the... I like in, how he corrected himself. Usually it's nachos who does it. Like, I'll stumble on a word, and he's like, oh, really? Did you phobe it in? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm I kind of a cunt sometimes. Yeah. UK cunt. Oh, my gosh. I didn't <laughs> anticipate coming here and then being this, like, advocate activist for the LGBT community. You won't community. shut up. <laughs> I can't stop it. I can't stop. You know what? This is a little more productive than uh, a certain guest on a specific episode. Who are you, recently. Ta- who are you talking yeah. about? I never listen to at your le- podcast. At least, at least, yeah, we're actually only when we're drunk and he makes co- me Apparently making uh, uh, headway in conversations, right? Yeah. Just well, like, I, I just wanna, let me tell you why this movie's a piece of shit. Ah! I just, I just want to say this. I want to take this opportunity to say that for me, the movie we're about to discuss tonight is a good representation of exploding parakeets. We'll get there. And gas leaks. It, it is representation. And cabanas. It's great. I love it. And school buses. It's doing God's work. And break. I'm as uh, yeah. One more thing before we before we. Uh, oh, I want to pitch more the pictures. news. Oh, uh, oh, I would like shit. to ask. I would like to ask uh, Coach Lingerie here. Mm. Um, when he prattles on, if you could do me a favor, yeah, and look at him dead in the eye and go, stop, don't be gay. Wait, him? Yeah. Anytime you could. Oh my god. I can't. I'm not allowed to say it. 
Oh my but gosh. if you could do it for me, am I allowed? You can totally can I say, say gay. Can I say, wait, okay, 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 okay. Guys, don't cancel me on the internet. <laughs> can I say, don't be a faggot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, I have a good joke, actually. <laughs> That's it's your like, word. It's like, don't call me faggot. Only my boyfriend can call me that. <laughs> you have to be fucking me to call me a faggot. If I got a fucking guy in the ass to call him a faggot, I'm down. If you're my, if you're my, <laughs> I like that word. If you're my friend, I call you darling. <laughs> if you're my lover, I call you buddy. And if you're a one night stand, I call you faggot. <laughs> Actually, I just don't call him at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was actually funny. I'm yeah, really shocked. I get one every now and let's again. Let's patronize the Patreons real quick. Oh. In the goddamn club, let's compare them to Universal Monsters. All right. Uh, Tom Aerosmith. Yukon Tom. Uh, Ghost of Dracula. Okay. Eldrick's Pixie. Uh, the super cool new Bride of Frankenstein. Thank you. Uh, Matt Huey. Uh Dolph Lundgren's soggy panties. All right. Uh, fucking the Thomas Scarecrow. He's the invisible man. Who saw that coming? No one. How about simple touch it fucking Ben Welly? It's a Wolfman. Yeah, I was thinking Grandpa. Uh, Niles Lanady. Yeah, he's Abbott. <laughs> Abbott! <laughs> I, I heard he's a small guy. And John Mitchell's Costello. <laughs> Which, yo, isn't he? In fucking New Year's Evil? Who? Costello? The mask. Nah, I'm thinking Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, it's Laurel and Hardy mask. Uh, Ted Estoros. Ted Estoros, Uh He is the silver cane that beats the Wolfman to death. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> Paul Harmon. Paul Harmon. He is uh, the metal lunate mutant. Uh, and uh, Shane Riley. Shane Riley? Oh, he's our new guy. He is... Oh, Rinsfield. But so people pay you guys money to be your Patreon? They do. And then we've got yeah, Aaron fucking so Southworth of the Horror Horror Podcast. He is the creature from the Black Lagoon's butthole. The pink one. Yeah. Did, wait, did I tell you that story? But your dad? Oh, dude. Hold on. Dude, 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 dude. You can tell me just one second. Okay. We want to thank everybody that listens. And Thanks, then especially gang. The, the patrons. Because of you, we have this equipment. We're allowed to keep doing the show. It pays for all kinds of stuff. The website, keeping it up. This looks so professional. It 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 does well. It, we've got we've got our right stuff here. Well, we got to sure. swap out that duct tape though. Uh, <laughs> for mere dollars a month, you could help two idiots and their friends get drunk and talk about horror movies. Well, we, so you don't poor. help us get give drunk. You let us talk about horror movies. Give them money. Yeah, the the, the money goes to the. I give this asshole beer and pizza once a week to, uh, to talk to store, me about movies. The the stuff we have on the store, the website, all that fun stuff. I got an iPad, so maybe I'll figure out how to make a T-shirt happen. No, not just McWerewolf. Could you whore yourself out as like a movie watching companion? for money like you do for me but for strangers mm, yes but it needs to be in a safe environment you could call it stranger happenings yeah it's like yeah i All love right. that idea let's go to the phones real quick oh phone calls thrill me all right we've got three voicemails to get through are they new and then we will take a quick break they are new i'm so proud of that hold on i had it down my bad it's okay Start it back over. Oh, I'm so proud of that. Here comes the spooky boys. They've grown up so much. I remember seeing them in their little pup tent, holding their Fraggle Rock blankets tight. Both of them snuggled up in it. And I remember my glistening phallus, covered in rectal blood. Yeah, it was a summer of possibilities achieved. 
boys, I used to spread my cheeks as Mike Honcho. Dr. Benegraves, out! <laughs> I love Dr. Benegraves. We've got Dr. to get this man back in the Dr. Ben Graves from a much more successful podcast than ours, the uh, Say You Love Satan podcast. And actually, he has a standalone podcast now on the Say You Love Satan podcast can network. I have a, called, can I have a uh, towel? I just came in my pants. Yeah. Dr. Biddy Graves he's is a, a small little Jewish woman who looks like Rogue and is somehow younger than he's us. He's like Russian Jews. Jewoos. Now you got to <laughs> say the whole weird, the whole weird. No, you don't have to. It's okay. It's it's just Dr. Benny Graves. Yeah. God, he's great. He's oh, fantastic. That was highly erotic. He yeah. is a hoot and a motherfucking holler. Yeah, he's both country and Western. He's a little bit country. He's a little bit of rock and roll. But he always has to clean the. Uh, Can I have a recording? Can pants? I have a recording of that voicemail? Because I. Uh... Oh, we have several. Okay. All right. All let's right. do the Ooh. next one. Right. Who, who else we got? I want to listen to that yeah. one. I'm alone. Congratulations on episode seventy-five. Way to go, guys! You actually made it longer than I thought you would. I thought you guys would peter off after about four. Yeah, anyway, must too, Peter. Uh, this is Aaron from the Horrible Horror Podcast, and again, congratulations! Seventy-five episodes. You guys are doing pretty good. Now, I got a question for you. Uh, that's always been on my mind for a long time. Which anthropomorphic female cartoon would you want to fuck? That's my question. I Easy mean, question. for me, I got three off the top of my head. It's Mona from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, she's only in one episode. I know. She's uh, kind of a lizard. But for a some nuke. reason, Raphael is like totally hot for her. And she's in one episode, the one and done, but... For some reason, I always felt a little funny feeling in my pants whenever I saw her in the fourth grade. Number two is uh, Bad as Bunny from uh, Space Jam. I never even watched the movie, but man, some of the pictures there, come on. Lola! And then finally, <clears throat> this one's a little deep cut. Nachos may know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Riff Raff, the female cat net, Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is hot. Like those hot, like dirty 80s hot. So, yeah, those are my top picks. You boys, let me know. Later. <clears throat> So all right, let's pause. Are it. all let's... your voicemails just erotica? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's answer this. Uh, one female character that would fucking you get your rocks up with, and I gotta be honest, it's fucking. This is the easiest question in the world. Bugs Bunny when he dressed up like a girl bunny. Oh, <laughs> in in the opera one. Any any. Well, not so much the opera one because well, clearly Bugs, but like when he's like got the makeup on and the lipstick and the tits and stuff like that. Is. So you like you like like the drag queen bunny. Uh, yeah, there we, is, I love that. I that's, mean, they bring up in Wayne's World. That's so queer. I love it. There is one where this episode is queer representation in action. Well, we have just our, being honest. Our, I'm just being honest. Here. No, I'm. I'm, I'm proud. I am proud of you. Uh, go ahead, you, boss. No, no, no. You go ahead. Right. I was. I. I need to think of the. I need yeah, to so twist just, them. Okay, just like in the film for just, tonight, it, I'm going to twist it's the male okay, gaze. But- <laughs> Go ahead and talk. Go ahead would, and talk, you pervert. Get it? He said male gaze. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. G-A-Z-E, bitches. Oh. I don't have a problem with him so much, but he just it's its his gaze. I just hate the gaze. Oh, my gosh. He hates the male gaze. G-A-Z-E. Wait, did G-A-Z-E. Wait, did I turn it back on? We did a transcript Did, did I this? do it right? Is it, is it on? A did transcript. I turn it on? Yeah, my girlfriend works down. You have uh, a girlfriend she, and yeah, she, a wife? She mines coals. Yeah, my girlfriend's a miner. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. M I N E R bitches. So I know what my my good friend, my co-host, Cincinnati Jeff. My buddy just he wants me to run a five K, but I just I don't I'm not into it because I hate all races. Gosh, this one just can't stop. Oh, since (laughs) Nachos McWerewolf just can't. I'm okay. So I I know what he's talking about. I wanna say that 
I recently, in the last few years, got into the whole bear thing. That's why I was in Puerto Vallarta for Bear Week. And I didn't realize that this not only... Our friend, the coach, is gay. I don't know if you guys ever figured this out. Wait, who are you talking... Oh, in the movie? Coach Lingerie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am also Coach Lingerie. Um, I want to tell you guys this. Let him him tell the story about the the cartoon that he wants to have sex with. Okay. Thank you. It's actually the opposite it's the cartoon that wants to have sex with you? I mean <laughs> you, So you have to pick a cartoon character to have sex with. That's No, I was just gonna say I was just gonna say that my significant other is really into anthropomorphic male animal uh, Oh no furry manga furry porn. Oh yeah. boy. And okay, I get it because I'm like a bear, but then when I saw bear. his porn, I was oh, like oh, this is, what? This is like a fox and a hound or a bear and a I remember that a baron a little otter or whatever. <laughs> listen, listen, this guys, sue somebody. Listen, this, 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 this. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not a prude, but oh my gosh! I, so I have seen furry porn. It's I, a thing, guys. So going to the the Comic Con, forget about it. The 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 artists that go there and have their booths. Most of them do like money offshoot porn stuff like and it's usually like cartoon porn and a lot of them because they'll hand me their business cards and you'll look them up and like you'll come across their stuff but then like also like porn sites to be listed be like comic porn stuff but you gotta cater most of them do like rabbits and foxes and shit like that like rabbit oh 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 no this is what i was getting to did you guys know an anime called b stars or b stars like beast stars Mm -hmm. okay so Carlos, my significant other, who's I know Mexican. That guy, Charlie Big Toes. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Bigotes de Lemo Lador. You guys follow him on Instagram. He has a fitness Instagram and a not for work safe Twitter. Um, he, oh, wow. I thought the Instagram was not safe for work. The Twitter's much more not safe. But for I work, work from the home. Yeah. But tw- Twitter is less. To he was saying he and I are like the now. wolf and the rabbit from Beastars, with him being the rabbit and me being the wolf. And I was like, okay. So basically what I'm saying is the wolf character in Beastars, the rabbit character in Beastars is the female anthropomorphic animal that wants to have sex with me. So what I'm getting... Boom! I turned it around, bitches! That what Dr. Lingerie would have sex with... Coach. In the, in the, yes, yes. Coach Lingerie would have sex with is a 1967 uh, Daffy Duck cartoon where the... Peruvian boy is actually holding the cue cards off screen, and that's what he's nailing. Not boy, man. Yeah, man, yeah, boy. Man. It means even it's boy, and that he's young at heart. Exactly. Yeah, but or young at fart. Whoa! Listen, just to realize your significant other <laughs> fantasizes about you as an anthropomorphic wolf. From I'm just anime. trying to paint a cartoon for this man because he's yet to answer the question. Nachos, you go. Hey. So anyway, hey, back to what you were saying. So who's your pig? I'm about to tell you, shit clown. If you thought of that one. hole in your face. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I understand where you're coming from, Bugs Bunny, when she's dressed or he's dressed up Wait, like. So that. did we both pick rabbits? Are you gonna pick a rabbit too? No, I'm picking the fucking Baroness from GI Joe. What was she? Jesus, a fucking smoke show. <laughs> no, but what animal was she? Like what animal? A <laughs> human. <laughs> we just been talking about having sex with oh, so many animals. They're okay, animals. It's, it's okay, not normal. Is she, is she an animal? No, Fine. no, they don't have Fine. to be. They don't it, have to be animals. They don't have to be. Animals. Oh wait, 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 wait a second. Are these? These are just regular cartoon characters. It's any cartoon, he said. What? I didn't know that. I thought it was just anthropomorphic animal. And pause. <laughs> no, we got to do the last fucking voicemail. Oh, should we got one more? One more. E-Man. 
in the butt. <laughs> no, you want Prince Adam, dude. No, he, no. Wait, Prince Adam? No, 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 no. He's taking Aladdin, Aladdin. Oh my God, Aladdin, 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 Aladdin. Manny faces. Because he's got Manny faces to come on. <laughs> oh my God, it's like a carousel. You're like, nut, it's just spinning faces. Beast like, man, come suck my dick. Beast oh, man, oh. why? Hey, did... Southworth again. Sorry, I hey. forgot to drop a joke. I apologize. I apologize. And I, I did figure out what movie you guys are doing. You're doing Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Uh, this is uh, something I figured out on the Instagram post. If you haven't been following the Instagram post, here comes the spooky. Check it out. It's pretty fun. But uh, it's Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which is regarded as one of the queerest or gayest horror movies ever made. Um, you know, that's up for debate, of course. But uh, I think we've Q-D-Q. all had those moments where we all had those thoughts, you know, when we were, like, going through puberty in time. And, you know, you, you're having those honest thoughts in your bed at night just thinking, I, am I gay? Did I possibly be gay? You know, I even, I even I went, went so far school. as I dipped my, my balls into of course glitter. I hit her. And I looked at him, I go, pretty nuts. <laughs> but hey, I, I like women. You know, I mean, I think I think women Ew. are great. I mean, I got my married to my wife. I mean, she's a cool person. Ew. She's someone I can sit down and watch horror movies with. I mean, just the other day, I heard her like yelling at the TV. I come in, she's watching a movie, and she's was like, "Don't go inside! Don't go inside the church!" And then I realized she was watching our wedding video. <laughs> oh. Oh. Just getting silly up in here. Hey guys, congratulations again on thirty-five episodes. Thirty-five. I've had lots of sex with that, guys who have wives. That was fucking legit. Just kidding. And uh, into women. Ew. Or, no, I mean, I love women on an intellectual level. Yeah, their, me too. Or their feet. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> on note. that note, let's take a quick break. You'll hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, so much like my traumatic experiences in summer camp, uh, the Here Comes Spooky podcast really descends on you at the moment you least know. And then drops your underpants and shows your genitals to the rest of the world. And I mean that in the most endearing way, all right? These are some charming motherfuckers. They're here to talk about some egregious garbage. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of egregious garbage. Um, so give them a listen and, uh, you know, open your ears and all of your holes, your other holes. Enjoy. Ha <laughs> Dr. Benny Graves. Thanks for that. Uh, so, uh, Coach Lingerie. Um, you, we, as we, <laughs> we, as, uh, we, as we were, that's we, France. Before we got started, you had, uh, you were, you had sent me something. Oh yeah. Uh, I this it. was a, uh, now from what I understand this, you, you have an AI program. Yes. I've been writing a novel with my AI as an, uh, like an experiment, but mm. I was telling Nachos McWerewolf. Hey buddy. How spooky this ai chat gpt i'm sure everyone's heard of it gpt is. why explain yourself for, i have i have GPT. for the people like me I have, <clears throat> I have gpt explain it to him cincinnati Jeff, yeah what'd your mind. doctor say uh it's 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 forever oh. <laughs> like so many things but, like like diamonds but so Herpes. i was when we were in the car on the way over here i was telling him about how my new experiment is writing a novel by the way if you go on amazon you can download my five novels prep school blues prep school scandal prep school rivals prep school obsession and prep school passion oh what i wrote them without an ai and how they're se- great how sexy are they pretty goddamn <laughs> well just look at the covers in my web series as i said i played coach chardonnay uh, the inspiration for Coach Longere. But as an experiment, I'm now writing a novel with this AI program. And in the car. Oh. Oh, my. Do you have an so, action figure of me? A book of the Kindle edition 
of prep school blues and uh, a couple of now coach real do quick. you like the cover does it does it arouse you it does it reminds me of what i wanted to mention uh the last bit of news i have is there's a uh third magic mike movie coming out mm. did oh pause did anybody watch welcome to the chippendales with kumail nanjiani uh, oh oh yes what a fantastic oh my god that was serious that was so smart i love stuff oh, like that that's oh like god yeah it's like based on real life and things like that like it's obviously a dramatic retelling of the whole thing but a, a lot of that is true yeah i watched a lot of true crime docudrama during the pandemic like the act and, yeah, yeah um, nice save or one, just in general okay i really like true crime docudrama not documentary but docudrama it's very anyway so who played chris farley Welcome to the Chippendales was both erotic and thrilling. I just, I loved it. I loved it. And Kumail Nanjiani is so hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What anyway, would I know him from? Uh, he was... Other than your wet dreams. He was in The Eternals, the Marvel movie nobody watched. He was the only good part of it. <laughs> oh, oh, pause. So, uh, really quick about... I watched this on theaters. About, well, I love how... You lost a bet. <laughs> Was Ricky Spanish involved? <laughs> yeah, we oh. saw we saw that and the new Resident Evil. I, it was a bad. I night was for just movies. upset that Yikes. they said it was going to be the first male male couple in the Marvel movies, and Kumail Nanjiani wasn't uh, one of did them. Did we not see Deadpool two? Yes, Mister Pool. I mean, Deadpool is his family. He's one of us. He's one of the LGBT plus community. So uh, the AI. Coach Lingerie. So what? What you basically what you have is a is an AI. Me, coach. Yeah, it's an fed. A- uh, uh, Basically, she's she's going to talk about what we're talking about tonight on the on the show. Yeah, exactly. So in the car, I was demonstrating to him how the AI worked, and I said to write on the car he he sent for. Yeah, I I told it to write a transcript of an episode of Here Comes the Spooky. I heard it. I heard of that. Show. I also have I also have the one star reviews up for your book. Oh, thank you. You can read them. Yes, Chris. Uh, Chris many- gave it a one star. K R I S says, "Don't do it. This book is gay." <laughs> uh, I, I didn't write that review. Sorry to say, Al Williams said, "Oh, we're reading the same book." Um, I wanted a refund halfway through, but here's the thing: there are tons of five star reviews. Thank you. Oh, I have fan art, by the way, on Twitter. I have Twitter. erotic fan art on Twitter. So, like, where I deleted my Twitter though because fuck jeff bezos but oh lex luther yeah before i deleted twitter there was a there was some very sexy erotic fan art on twitter okay no so you have a lot of followers from some place you wouldn't expect yeah i just discovered like midway through my life like years after writing these books that there was this huge fan community because the actor who played larson on the web series which was the basis of the books was in a video game called detroit become human Mm -hmm. oh that's a great Wait, have you played it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you know the actor who if plays If you're from Detroit, Connor? no, from Detroit, you become a human. I'm not familiar with the uh, voice he's, actor. He's, but... Yeah, wait, wait, the voice... He was a Pokemon! No, that's the other voice actor. Oh, my bad, Sorry. Okay, okay, so the two leads in my web series Prep School Blues, one of them was the voice of N in Pokemon, and one of them was the voice of Connor in Detroit Become Human, so... Oh, okay. Because I do know, I I do know both uh, from those, but I don't know like them like they're by their names. Yeah. So, but what was kind of cool is that, even though I'm sure they're really embarrassed about being in a web series in college, uh, gotta start somewhere. Yeah, but because of the success of those two characters, people kind of rediscovered Prep School Blues, and then it became a thing on Twitter a couple have, of years ago. This is great reviews. Uh, there are a ton on here, man. Um, what was one? Uh, someone who's saying how sexy it was. 
Nice, thank you. Um, especially those in high school, we have tasteful. It's very tasteful. gender and sexual identity, and most people don't write about that. It's a perfect read for fans of the show or anyone. Look at you, buddy, in a- reaching oh. out and helping these younger this, generations. These are, these are these are eleven years old. This has been around for a while. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Just yeah. like I, my last I, boyfriend. Well, I, I only <laughs> learned about him right basically during COVID. Is when you told me about it. Yeah, so basically, I wrote a series of uh, novels based on my web series, and. I'm really happy with them. I have a new concept in the works. I'm writing a book called I Fell in Love with a Mexican Vampire about my real-life boyfriend, except if he was a vampire. Let me jump in real quick. I can get the paperback. Do you have anything based on divas? No, I had to take divas off of YouTube. Because, Why? Because the the people who were in it were embarrassed of it, and okay. they were like, it's going to like mess up their careers. Can, I'm like, no, divas was the best thing we ever made. Can you give me a brief rundown? I divas? love, and then I want you to hear. Hold on, I, I, hear I love this song. about the author. Straight up, right, right. First thing, graduated from New York University. <laughs> Listen, I paid a fuck ton of money. It's the most expensive university that doesn't you? make you money if you graduate from it. Is don't, you it, so for listeners? Real, don't go to NYU. This is one of the most expensive schools, even compared it, to Ivy League. It's schools. the most expensive school in it's America. Re- ridiculous how expensive. So one might even say redonkulous. If the only thing I get out of it is by plugging myself. Whoa, they can't hear it on the podcast. <laughs> so the other recommended readings, this is so funny. Uh, a Cowboy Sugar Cookie Kiss. Very similar to my right. style. Um, more uh, uh, Lucky Cowboy, a steamy, grumpy, frenemies, curvy western. Broken Cowboy, Forbidden Cowboy. And then this makes me laugh the most. Uh, alongside all of those, <laughs> it's is? recommended to read All-Star Superman. <laughs> Because that's my favorite Superman book. It humanizes Superman, and it is it is a really good story. It's very and moving. I, and I hate I, I the normally, final issue. I cried. I normally so like Grant Morrison. He's either loved or hated in the in the comic book writing community. I'm more of the hated side, but the, not that he doesn't write well because he actually has some stuff that I think is fantastic. His new X Men stuff is whoa, it's so good. And also, Superman was fan fucking uh, That go. was probably the best for me. DCU animated. Wait, that was good. I yeah, gotta call it was, bullshit it was very on one thing. If we're talking, boy, I Bat- love that the actor who played Superman was on Desperate Housewives. Mm. Uh, if if we're talking the same thing, I'm thinking of. I gave it. I wish was Lois Lane. R.I.P. I gave a Desperate Housewives gift as a present this year for Christmas. Oh, it was wine. I glasses. love you so much. It was more wine than wine so, Where my wife used to work. Sorry, she who? used to work. My wife. Thank you. Used to work directly. Is she with a desperate wife. Many desperate housewives. With the desperate housewives of Pick a City, <laughs> and I'd be like. Prague and shit like that. Anyway, she was she was working with the did they have it from the, the gal from New York, France! one of the gals from New York, and uh, I was like talking to her off screen. I didn't realize she was on a call, and I was like, "Hey, I want to get uh, uh, something for my friend, my yeah, yeah, Aaron's yeah. wife," and uh, and she was on the call, and she's like, "Oh, I recommend these She's wine wonderful. glasses." And my wife's like, "Oh, did you hear my husband?" Okay, so then I asked her later. I was like, "What was she talking about?" She's like, "These wine glasses that say, how am I doing? Not well, bitch.'" And I was like, uh, fucking, yeah, give me those fucking wine glasses. I've been there, done that. <laughs> so I, gave, I haven't bought the wine glass, but I ought to. I gave everybody so, okay, so an I'm emotional writing, support Jawa. I'm writing, not I fell in love with a Mexican vampire, but as an experiment, I'm writing a new novel called Palace of Love with the oh AI. Oh, boy. Which I will not talk about because that's a whole manic episode. It's uh, actually, this is a backdoor, wink, wink, uh, pilot for his, uh, the coach's podcast. Oh my gosh. It's called please. the AI and I. Can I do a podcast co-hosted by the AI? So my 
I'll funny story about this you is want my, me to. May she rest in peace. But my Grammy oh. would have loved this. So she really? she loved sex novels. Oh. She used to buy those like like the five. Oh, my ones novels like, aren't sex novels. Yeah, Cincinnati Jeff. Uh, d- judging by your uh, cover art, I disagree. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like it's not it's not porn. It's it's a romance novel. It's yeah, what yeah, it's it, love. It's yeah, called it's love. Romance. Love I is just, love. Hey, look, there's nipples Baby on the don't cover. Hurt me. If there's nipples on the cover, it's a sex novel. Anyway, it's called love. Google it. Anyway, she would pick these up at like gas stations and things like that. She had her. She had her favorite. So grandma was a little Randy, and uh, I love her. She picked up one, and she kept reading it, and she would put it down, and she'd be like, (sighs) and then she'd like take a break. She'd back. I was like, "What's wrong?" Is like, "Is your book? It's too graphic." She goes, "It's not what I thought it was." Then she she finished it, and pardon my friend, she goes. This faggot knows how to write a good story. (laughs) What she goes? It's a gay book, but I gotta get the rest. (laughs) Ooh, you know I discovered from my study. So hold up, before we even step in, this is like the equivalent erotic manga. You you have the the black card. Yeah. Okay. And again, she wasn't being hateful. Oh, pause. Uh, Cincinnati Jeff during the break talked to me about the incredible sensitivity he's showing to our community in this episode. Thank you for that. You're welcome, buddy. Well, he beats his dickhead with a meat tenderizer. But no, he, he actually did ask me about like sensitivity, and that really meant a lot. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure that you were comfortable with the source material, because I don't want to put anybody on the spot. Or make yeah. anybody feel like they're the token. Yeah. The oh, show. my gosh. I'm not the token. I'm the one only. Okay, so. I, I, so okay. The token. He's the wonton. So I started as an experiment. Is not eat him? Like, okay, so when I was a kid, my dad. Do you know soup. how much a wonton weighs? How much? One time. <laughs> this story isn't dirty. It's actually very moving. But when I was a kid, my dad. I like your dad. Thank you. My dad likes you. But uh, they have so much in common because they're both nerds. But uh, anyway, so my. I, Yo, that's from your basement, by the way. Way oh. above the painting. Wait, which one? No, it isn't. Batgirl? Nope. That's a different one. I thought you one. told me it was, uh, that was the one. He helped me clean nope. out clean out my garage. Uh, oh, are we drinking before the AI reading? My apologies. I thought you said that was from... Uh... No, it's from the Atomic Scarecrow's neighbor. Mike, help me... Th- oh, sorry. Whatever your Not name so. is. No, see, I get this confused. Oh, I, I have I have a briefcase uh, from your basement. Oh, cheers. And, and those Resident Evil figures. Yeah, that cheers. were inside the briefcase. To the Dark Lord. Mm, Crom door. Mm, 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 mm. Well, so... Uh, we're getting way off topic. My, okay, the, the AI. Coach, the coach is handsome. I'm a great guy. Nacho sucks. <sighs> Talk about the AI. All right. So, when I was a kid, my dad used to read aloud to me, but he read aloud to me like things he liked, like Lord of the Rings and the Isaac Asimov novels. And how old were you when he was doing this? Like six, seven, eight. God, it's gonna be over your head, kind of stuff. Not, not with me. Anyway, so we've always been interested in artificial intelligence. Like my dad is really into Foundation. He's really into the Robot series. So recently, so he knows all about the three laws. Yeah. Oh well, of course. I know about the three shells. <laughs> okay, mind fuck. I didn't realize until I started watching Foundation. It's not in the show, but my dad told me that Demerzel in Foundation. Spoiler alert: is Daniel Oliva from the original? If you you know these books, right, Eric? I do. Oh my <laughs> god! When I found out Demerzel was Daniel Oliva, I it blew my fucking mind because I went back to being like seven years old. And Demerzel is a woman in the show. So I'm like, wait, Daniel Oliva is transgender? Okay. So anyway, my dad and I are really interested in science fiction. He's always been sharing with me classics of science fiction. I'll vouch. So recently, because, and I'll just be personal, uh, my dad was recently diagnosed with stage four cancer. He, to comfort me, introduced me to this AI, ChatGPT, as something that he thought could be a tool in my writing. 
So as an experiment, I have been trying to write a novel with the AI. I don't know if I'm going to publish it or not because it's really weird. But I like Cronenberg weird. It's going to be funny in a second, guys. Let him finish. I had the AI write an episode of Here Comes the Spooky. Oh, boy. And we are about to hear it. And if we have time, I might be able to have it generate more content live on air. I'm down. All right. So let's see if this will work. All right. So, yeah, cue it up and then just hold it right up to the mic. I am going to mute mine, actually. You don't have any reminders about speak selection. All right. So it is picking that up. Speak. Speak, uh, selected text, something like that, wasn't it? I found this on the web. Wait, I just, I just did it before. Yeah, you said like speak the selection or something okay. like that. Okay. All right. Dance the magic dance. Speak screen. Hmm. There's nothing to read. It was like you said, like speak the selection. Speak selection. Welcome to Here Comes the Spooky. Hold it up. The closer. podcast where we take there a look at perfect, all things perfect. spooky, scary, and just plain weird. This is the AI I'm your guys. Host, Nachos McQuarrowalf. And joining me today is Cincinnati Jeff, the resident horror movie buff. Today, we're diving into the depths of the horror genre with a classic film, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Now, Cincinnati, what can you tell us about this film? Cincinnati Jeff, well, nachos, it's a real doozy. The sequel to the original Nightmare on Elm Street, this film follows the continuing exploits of everyone's favorite dream demon, Freddy Krueger, but this time... He's not just terrorizing the teens of Elm Street. He's taken over the body of a high school gym coach. Nachos McQuarrowalf. Oh, that sounds like a real hoot. <laughs> and what's your favorite part of the film? Cincinnati? Cincinnati Jeff. Oh, it's definitely the tub scene. <laughs> you know, where Freddy attacks the main character in a steamy hot tub. It it's is. a real classic. Nachos McQuarrowalf. Classic? More like a hot mess. But that's what we love about these horror films, right? The cheese factor is off the charts. Cincinnati Jeff. Absolutely. Nachos. And let's not forget about the special effects. I mean, the animatronics used for Freddy's face are just top-notch. Nachos McQuarrowalf. Oh, I'm sure they were cutting-edge technology back in the day. But now, they just look like a cheap Halloween mask. Cincinnati Jeff. Ah, but that's the charm of it. These films may not hold up under modern scrutiny, but they'll always hold a special place in our hearts. Nachos McQuarrowalf. Agreed. So, folks, if you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, be sure to check it out. And if you have, why not give it another watch and appreciate it for the cheesy, low-budget horror film that it is. This has been Here Comes the Spooky, where we take a comedic and satirical look at all things spooky. Until next time, keep it spooky. All right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on, because I got a lot. I got, a, I got a lot to say about this. I'm also while you're talking, I'm going to generate a section of it with me. What, what, what did you? What information did you feed to give it that? I just said write an episode of the podcast. Here comes the spooky, featuring hosts Cincinnati. Oh, no, tell you, you tell them nachos because you were there. Well, when the driver was driving us to our destination, uh, the coach genuinely said, "Here comes the spooky." Cincinnati Jeff, not just McWerewolf, zany horror movie antics. Review. What What's crazy is that it it got it so right about how I feel about it. Number one, it, sh- it, it called me on it. It swapped the, our spots. The coach death is my favorite. 
They coach death is my favorite. Like that's 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 hands down. Can Number you hand me your By the way, I am in real time generating a an a continuation to this podcast. Thanks, Booby. So keep talking until it's generated, and then I'm going to play. So it. number two is that it actually got it right. Like how I feel about it. This is this, and I'll get into it later. But like this. Oh, is, this is really funny. I'm, my oh, favorite. Look how quick it's generating. This is my and favorite well, uh, Nightmare on Elm movie. So that thing is moving fast. Um, I've seen faster. So like, I mean, I'm I'm really into it. So like, I like how they put it. It's like, yeah, it's cheesy. It sucks. It's not the best. As a matter of fact, most people think it's the worst. And I don't disagree as far uh, as a franchise six, goes. Hands down. Young but uh, um, man, that's nuts. I, I don't get too into it because I'm saving this for the end. I, but I, by the way, whatever it's generating now is Jesus, a lot funnier. That is. Look how fast this it's is. It's just insane. I hate how it. Accurate it was. Uh, for not even like being fed information on the show itself. That that is. Okay. Wow. All right. So it's ready in two minutes to read it aloud. All right. We will. We will. We let's say. Can we what, do we'll, that off the air. We will oh, say. We will save that for the end. Okay. So I'm. I'm saving it for the end. Yes. Uh. So moving on. When? Where was the first time you saw this movie? Okay. So I watched it with the other person here, not just McWerewolf at the old here. apartment. Hey, buddy. And I found it your apartment extremely erotic. Uh the shit we uh the atomic scarecrow and I shared at uh t- 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 Johnson Hill Road. I've only been there one time, two times. One time the power was off. Yeah, I'm paying for that shit, nerd. <laughs> All right, uh, Nachos, how about yourself, buddy? <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. Uh, forever ago. Eh, riveting tale, slick and nasty, Jeff. How so about you, pal? This was a cable uh, viewing. This was not a USA up all night kind of thing because they loved the Fridays. They did. Like they had like a big thing with Paramount because they showed a bunch of old Paramount horror movies too. Um, but New Line didn't get much of that. But I did see it on cable. At probably um, wait, who the fuck is that? He's a man out of time. Who the fuck is that? Well, he likes to fight crime. Who the fuck is that? Well, he ain't no fool. Who the fuck is that? He hangs up with the pool. It's fucking cable. <laughs> <laughs> so i, I want to say um maybe it was uh like an hbo or, or a showtime or something like that cinemax sounds about right you know what i'll just blame the atomic scarecrow for this uh so this is not a video nasty this is not on our hello nasty list uh directed by jack shoulder uh who also directed alone in the dark the original alone in the that's dark. right and he gets a cre- two people get credits in the original nightmare on elm street sam raimi and jack shoulder uh we also he did directed the hidden and wishmaster 2 i never saw the hidden i've never seen it either it's hard to find well let me know if you know about these people because now it's time Ooh. to meet our I forgot about this part. Don't talk during the xylophone. Oh my god! I'll talk whenever I want. He's uh, killing me! He's killing me! I love a little casualty in the evening. I need a coaster for my coaster. Is there more alcohol? Yeah, go find it. Where? In, in the, the boozatorium. Help yourself. There's a uh, hard liquor in the freezer, and then there's liquor in the, in the rear. Uh, I'll take fireballs and some weird beer on the door, please. Shut up, xylophone! Sorry, sorry. I'm stealing your Kyler. uh, I'm stealing his head. Okay. Did you put yours on mine? I'm cool with that. Okay, cool. It's the same green. Yeah, it really is. Sorry, we're swapping uh, toy heads. Um, (laughs) His arm flew off. God damn. All right. Uh, So, of course, uh, Mark Patton. Uh, is Jesse Walls. He was also in uh, Jesse! Anna and the Infinite Power, if anybody saw that. Really? 
It's kind of like uh, um. Actually, um, I gotta swap this out. We're saving that for him when he can have beer again. I'm cool. I'll have it now. Okay, we can split it. Dad again. Uh, it's basically like a Anna, 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 Anna to Anna the Infinite Anna. Power is like a Matilda horror movie. When the fuck did this come out? Uh, this was before. This is like '82. I didn't know that. Uh, then we got Kim Myers who plays Lisa Weber. This is her first movie. Oh, uh, Sheryl Meep. Yes, right. She you know looks what else? Just she's like in? her. She's in Hellraiser Bloodline. That's right. Parfum, my dude. Uh, Robert Russler as Ron Grady. This guy's in a ton of movies. Uh, Thrashing, Vamp. Yeah. Sometimes they come back. No way. Amityville, a new generation. And here's the best part. He was in Weird Science. He's yes, he is. He's Robert Downey Jr.'s buddy, like the, uh, the <laughs> other bully. Here's the best part. The last day of shooting for Weird Science, Robert Downey Jr. drove Robert Russler to the fucking audition for this movie. Yo, dude, that's dope. We've got Clue Gallagher, Gulliger, Ken Walsh. He was in Return of the Living Dead. That's right. From a Whisper to a Scream, which is like a horror anthology movie. Yeah, starring and Plez. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Where's Donnie Plez? Is he on the table? I got you, boss. Yeah, here. Michael! Uh, our got me, Donnie Hope Plez Lange uh, as Cheryl Walsh. Uh, she was in Death Wish and Blue Velvet. No way. She's uh, in Death Wish? Opposite King Koopa. Did you show me Blue... No, I've seen Blue Velvet, but have you... Did you show me Death Wish? Not yeah. Yeah. No, oh my God. Dude, Death Wish? They're so good. Well, Do- anyone Dr. Biddy Graves. Anyone that doesn't involve fucking Bruce Willis. There's so much... <laughs> like that ever... Looking at you, Zach. I'm Boomer taking porn. a selfie with uh, the porn. figure of Loomis from Halloween. Can we just agree that the coach is is Filipino fucking Donnie, Donnie Plez, the Loomis? Sh- are these more shots? Yeah. Okay. They're for us. We uh, we've also got Marshall Bell as Coach Schneider. Of course, Starship Troopers, Total Recall. Auto, start the He was reactor. in Virus, and he's the vagrant in Vagrant. Dude. With also stars Bill Paxton. Martini Ranch. Dude, dead serious. Reach. Ba-da-ba. Wrong podcast. Uh, uh, no, this is the fucking right podcast. Reach. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's where I got it from. I mean, hey, you ever see this Here. amp before? Cheers. Oh, to the Dark Lord. My bad. Uh, Melinda O. Fee as Mrs. Weber. Tom McFadden as Mr. Weber. He's in 976 Evil. And I I, just, I love this movie. It's schlocky as hell, but it's, it's, it's funny. Uncle Sam. Directed by... William Lustig of Mania Cup 1, 2, and not 3. Fame. Not 3. Uh, and then, of course, and I'm going to list his uh, non-famous uh, roles here. Robert Ungland as Freddy Krueger. Mm. Oh, he's in V. Famous. He's in Eaten Alive, Dead and Buried, Eaten the name of my alive. memoir, The Phantom of the Opera, Chud 2. I showed you that one. Oh, he's the Dario Argento one? No, no. The Mangler, Wishmaster. You're the Phantom of Paradise, Mike. Zombie Strippers. He can sing better than I anything. love Zombie Strippers! And D. Snyder's Strangeland. Jenna Jameson for the win. Which I think I'm the only person it. on earth who likes D. Snyder's Strangeland. All right. Uh, we need to talk about Robert England's Phantom of the Opera, remember? I mean, what do you want me to say about it? Yeah. <laughs> Is a fantastic. I just want to no, say that's this. That's Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, God. Well, you can sing it better than so, any bitch. My mom. Who? My mom. No. My, my mom. mom. My mom is a huge family opera fan. So, oh, my gosh. Shall I sing? So I've, She's I've, a fan. I've gone to several shows at the Fox with her. 
and sleep like, his hand it, to me. In the nineties, she was show. She was like letting me watch horror movies before I was like basically the age that I should She's watch your it. intro. And so I came across Family of the Opera with with Robert England. Ah, and I showed it was it to like her. A nice, yeah. And she was like, "This is really good." She's and like, this I'm, is, "I'm so yeah, interested." Right? In, like, it was very much okay. like her own thing. I'm so interested in adaptation and how there's multiple versions of the same story. So it's like we have these super fans of I'm Phantom of the Opera, the musical, who are people who are into Broadway, and then we have people who are into like Jalio movies, and they're fans of this like Phantom of the Opera movie, <laughs> and then we have people who are like Nachos McWerewolf. Who showed me Phantom of Paradise? <laughs> Directed which, by Brian De Palma. So uh, it's so f- okay. This is one of the big fascinating t- things about go pee. like cinema history Thanks, to me is just the way that different stories. This is gonna. Re- oh, that feels good. How much <laughs> oh, do I owe? How much do I owe you? My sciatic. Keep going. Keep going. Do I have keep a happy talking. ending keep at talking. the end of this? Is there it's, a happy it ending? It sounds good. Keep talking. Okay, so. Oh, 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 oh. No, make your words come out of that hole in your face. I'm sorry. I'm just, it, it feels too good what Nachos is doing to me. Oh, oh okay. So, uh, fan, Phantom of exclusive. the, oh, oh my God. This is, this is not safe for work. <laughs> anyway, Cincinnati, Jeff. Ooh, that felt so delicious. I forgot what I was saying, but. Uh, family opera. Okay. It's really fascinating to me. And this is going to also speak to this film, which we're about to discuss that uh, different stories transmit through mediums and speak to different people at different times. So it's like Phantom of the Opera by Gaston Leroux, which I remember reading when I was a kid. Like, I got it from, like, a audio cassette at the library. Mm-hmm. It's so different in different mediums. Like, it can be modern, it can be ancient, it can be horror, it can be romance, it can be love never dies. <laughs> Love never dies. My mom had that as her. Remember ringback tones? Oh my god, I love your mom too. That was her ringback tone. Is your mom as beautiful as you? Uh, until yeah, we look very much alike. Mm. Up until uh, basically they took it away. But th- the best part about this was is like it's better, my mom was. I'm sorry. Who? Essentially, my mom was like uh, classically trained. In what really? Movies. Uh, so she she would show me the classics. The yeah, 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 yeah. And I would show her more of the recent stuff, or ask her if I could watch it. Well, and I should watch it with me. I showed not but just like, Bride of Frankenstein for the first time. I really loved. Good, thanks, boss. I love the classic stuff. It's so good. Like I have such a, I have such yeah, a strong appreciation for it because they weren't a, the, with the Hayes Code. They had to like. Well, hold up. Explain to our listeners what that is. Okay, real quick, because this does relate to the film. In the time of, like, for example, the Universal Horror movies, there was something called the Hayes Code, which... Well, what that bad? Have you not talked about this on your podcast before? We've never covered uh, a classic movie, so go ahead. Okay, farts. so the Hayes Code, uh, it prevented people from being too explicit, and there was a whole list of things you couldn't do. So it forced well, like, filmmakers, especially in horror films, to be more uh, creative about how they... Uh, use subversive material in their films it's it's, so here's the thing explain yourself it was never abandoned it was not a rule more of a guideline but once you got to about like black christmas and basically like in the mid 70s yeah it's sort of they were like they just frittered away stopped doing it it's it's still a thing it's still listed well what i love is that as the Hayes code started to dissipate basically we started to see um, and by the way, 
thank you to the AMC documentary series about queer horror films. Nope, you knew this all by yourself. Oh, and John Carpenter yeah, says, but, says but, the same thing on, on the uh, what, what we see is Halloween as, commentary. But we, we'll, we're going to see this in Nightmare on Elm Street too. Is that as the Hayes Code starts to fade away, and we get into say the '80s and the '90s, queer content starts to become more textual. So. The reason I wanted to talk about Daughters of Darkness with Mikey is that that's from 19... Whatever his drink. name is. Wait, do I have to drink now? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we get to the 70s. The Hays Code is fading away, and suddenly we have queer content in horror films. So in Daughters of Darkness with Delphine Sirig, John Carlin from Dark Shadows, you know... <laughs> uh, Everybody knows that. Andrea Rao, Coach. beautiful. <laughs> Danielle Ume. Hubba, hubba. Uh, suddenly, we see actual gay characters and lesbian characters emerging into yeah, hold, film. Hold up, coach. Into horror film. Are you trying to tell me, I think Professor Pephorius? Shit. Wait, what? Who, who are you talking Bride about? Bride of Frankenstein. Hold oh, on. Dr. Pretorius. Is it your turn to talk? Oh, sorry. No, no, you're dude, right. Dude, you're right. Here in, comes okay, the interruption so, okay, train. So in Bride of Frankenstein, Dr. Pretorius is coded as queer. Because it's, well, what is Frankenstein? He's the ultimate queer character. He's creating life Two without intercourse. Two make a life without a woman's womb. And yes. I, true, true, yes. true, 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 true. I literally just have two friends who are a same-sex couple who had a child through science, basically. You can just say us. Yes. Yeah. So yes, I bitch. have two friends, Cincinnati Jeff and well, Nachos well, McWerewolf, well, who on. just had a child through the miracle Actually, of science. No, thank I, you, Doctor Pretorius. Sorry, I have to. Thank you, Doctor Pretorius. Yes, Doctor Clitoral. But so, Doctor Pretorius, yes, is coded queer, and but Bride of Frankenstein is in fact <clears throat> a queer metaphor. But then, when the Hayes Code starts to fade away, we start to have very explicit queer narratives in horror films. I'm getting passionate, guys. I could tell. Look at those nips. Keep going. Keep going. All right. So we start to have very explicit queer characters. Um, characters, dare we say? Okay. By the way, Wait, just as called? an aside, Cincinnati Jeff, because I am getting a little drunk. Uh, yeah, put your dick away. Are you familiar with the queer reading of Dark Shadows? I'm not, but oh, save that. Reading? We'll save it for later. Yeah. The queer read for Dark Shadows, either together because between us at, at the end at, at, at the end we yeah, get yeah, a yeah. whole open okay, forum so, about how so you feel about everything what, what i think is really amazing because i i was watching a couple uh analyses of nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge is that it's not isn't the first movie freddy's revenge no no think about that anyway oh, you mean thematically but okay 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 so that's right listeners so the thing that's amazing to me is that the screenplay was written with queer subtext and then th during the film process it is obvious that the cast and crew made the decision to make it m even more queer aesthetically and i i'm glad you brought this up so hey buddy here i want to talk about this before we get into the movie um and I will just spoil it for everybody, is that this is not this is not something that I've ever picked up. So wait. This is hard for me to pick up. It's shocking to me that my, you say that. It's my, actually shocking. My so, poor naive friend never made the connection. So no, so hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. So I always told Nachos, for hey, however buddy. long we've ever been friends, that 
Nightmare Two is my favorite fucking Nightmare okay. on Elm Street. And, and and hold on, hold on, okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, oh, I just love it. I love how Freddy I'm, comes I'm out. I'm in of, denial. I'm I, in I love shock. how Freddy comes out of him. I love the whole fucking kill scene. It's Freddy in real life. It's the only time he's like this. I understand it's where they just you know they didn't know where to go with it. And he's he would always be like, that movie's gay. And I'd be like, no, it's not gay. And he'd be like, no, it's gay. And I just. I took it as like the '90s subtext no, of I'm like not, gay wait, means. Wait, wait, wait. I'm like, not. Right. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you serious? He'd be Cincinnati like, Jeff? he'd be like, it's gay. I'm, and I just my '90s brain, my '90s kid right, brain is right. like, no, no, it's not like stupid. Monster Squad. Yeah, Yo, no, that but, but shit gay. This, this film is as explicitly gay as American cinema gets in the '80s. So here's the thing: Here, I'm a terrible film reviewer. Because I don't pick up on this kind of stuff. We're here to watch them. We're not here okay, to review okay, them. Don't I okay. don't pick up on this kind of stuff. Wait, I I like movies just just for being movies, just for an escape. God. On just yeah, reality, heterosexuality. Right? I'm not I'm not an escape picking, from your heterosexuality. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm never picking this stuff up. Even even recently, and I'll talk about it later. I watched it. I'm like, you know what? I can easily see why I still interpret this as not being gay. But, but I'm like, very curious of how you can subtle see that. like the hall of so here's the thing. He, here's here here's an issue. You're not putting me on, right? No, no, I'm not. All right, I'm so dead tell, dead tell me the truth, Cincinnati Jack. This dead, is the truth. Serious. So there was uh like when they get the DVD box set, there was all this Ooh, film the commentary. DVD box set? Um where like Mark Patton, he, who played Jesse, he would talk about it and he was like, No, I'm not like it was kind of weird because, like, the producers and the writers would say, like, and the director would be like, "No, it uh, wasn't Rob Shea who's in this movie." I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a gay thing. It wasn't a gay thing. And this was like they did it in the '90s, and then like later on, it came out where it's like, "Yes, absolutely." It was they totally read the commentary. Oh yeah, several times. Okay, that's uh, fascinating. I've never not, listened not commentary to the com- on the movie, but it was like like uh, okay interviews and stuff like that. Okay, I haven't studied the critical work on this movie. Sorry, I didn't do my homework that way. But- well, here's the crazy thing: is like you'll be all right, bud. They. They told this story so long. Yeah. How long was it? Well, because it it? was a different time. It was, yeah. It it took them until like the 2000s, like the past the aughts, like the 2010s to really come out and like the writers, the producers, the directors were like, but they were like, oh, yeah, it definitely was the intention to be gay. Because we've changed. There's this, Hollywood has changed that it wasn't cool to explicitly say these things 20 years ago and now it's 30 the, years ago at this point it, yeah but it's uh, it's the now, now now 40 years almost 40 years ago something that yeah pert and i uh the, we're 38 years into this movie boss. but yeah we we we've moved to this place now where everyone wants to claim that they were doing queer representation when they were trying to hide it well i think 30 20 30 years ago kind of Fuck that, Norman Whoa. Bates. Are Boy. we just about to have like a queer off about well, horror well, films? So here's my thing. Here's it's my, on. Hold up. <laughs> so you want to talk here, about? Here, here's, here's my thing about it. Here's my thing about it. Is that it's just for me? It's not. You guys better I, watch Cruising, by the way. Not that I'm. Not that I'm not paying attention to yeah, it or anything yeah. like. But it, I. I am not a person who looks for subtext in a movie. Yeah, sure. I have heard 90 different explanations of what Donnie Darko is, and I still don't understand how that movie, fucking but, movie works. And it sucks. And I've seen it a million times, and I like it. But I don't like it for what everybody else likes. I just like it. I like Cellar this movie because door. I like this movie, and I like this movie but, always because I like this but, movie. I never I never understood it, and I, st- I see it. I can't, I can't understand certain scenes, right? But I mean, 
like okay so when i watched this film for the first time with this guy right here hey buddy. i found it legitimately and i mean very honestly quite sexually arousing like it's I, a sexy movie i, I had to I don't give disagree him, i had but to i'm never looking for like minutes like alone. subtext of anything but i mean but the scenes that you found sexy were they queer or were they hetero when you watch this movie whoa he made it real he made it real <laughs> oh uh, no no i just thought it was a sexy movie i'd never felt one way or the other but it's i mean it yes i think the movie is sexy across the board like it's a sexy movie it's for like queer watching, people it's a sexy movie for straight people whatever it's like it's like watching body heat uh yeah yeah oh my god yeah 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 right? like i mean a, i find a, that sexy and that's a man and a woman it's yeah it's a very sexy movie but it's not it's not a porn so it's just like but, huh, it's yeah just, i mean i just i recognize sexy as sexy this movie is infused with sex the heat like in body heat the heat in this film is such an ongoing theme the heat of like the okay moment. as as a okay, this film. I don't mean to continue continually no, 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 no. plug my own work, but this film is basically if Prep School Blues, my web series and novels <laughs> and novel series. Speaking of plugs, can be found on Amazon. If Prep School Blues had Freddy Krueger in it, it would just be Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. Chop. So hold up. Like it's it's okay. Chop. Okay, okay. Hold okay. Up. okay. Jesse and Grady are like Jack and Larson from my novel. Like they're clearly high school I lost it. high school friends who are mm, boys mm. who have an unspoken They're erotic attraction to each other enemies. it's well, just freddy krueger appears sorry no 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 you're fine it's just i just i don't i don't interpret things that way i just and i don't it's maybe it's the fucking penguins that hit me with the rulers back in catholic school i don't know but, it, but you hate, both went to catholic school I don't, right i don't i don't ignore it yeah, well, you went to Altoff, like bitch. You did too. I didn't go to Altoff. I went to like, Governor French Academy. When I find Ew. out that like things have these uh, themes, these thematics that yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. unaware of, like I'm not upset about it or anything like that. It's just like, oh, I didn't realize that. And then I move on. Whether I like it or dislike it, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. to me. But but I, I yeah. still, to this day, it's not that I don't see it. Yeah, I do, yeah, I especially see. after watching the documentaries. Ooh. Definitely understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. I, I looked at it today. I watched it. I watched it two times. I watched sure, sure, it sure. to write the script. Do you want some scotch? What are we doing? Uh, give me something here and give me a shot. Yeah, do that. That's, oh my god! I I am fascinated by this discussion. Cincinnati so Jazz. I I watched it to watch the movie because I I watch it all the time. Then I watched it again to write the script. Then I watched it again today just to refresh myself because I love this movie. And I'm watching it. And I'm trying to watch it through rose colored glasses like I used to do. Yeah, when you and were I, younger. And I'd be like, man, the whole time I'm like, I really have a hard time seeing the gay here. You get the coach that gets pulled in with the whole S&M stuff. I mean, yeah, that, that's explicitly gay. Where he was was a gay bar. I yeah. recognize that. But I don't recognize the death as being gay. What I recognize is... I mean, the death is like Freddy, a porn. It's so erotic. I recognize it as Freddy being Freddy and killing a person in a manner that is suitable to that character. Yeah, Freddy is kills are often erotic depending on the character but i don't interpret it that way i don't i don't interpret it as erotic i interpret it as as, as i mean his ass is in the scene though well, I, his I, bare ass he is, he is but i don't think i don't think a bare ass is erotic i i look at it as he's killing that guy in he a way was that wearing he a harness he was literally wearing a harness though i he, i just look at it as a guy that needs to die in the way that freddie felt but why did he need to die since he had had hf why freddie felt he did because he's an asshole he's okay. a piece of shit so here's my question about the nightmare on elm street movies Freddie, he is his deviancy essentially sexual in all of the films. Yes or no? 
Um, so I want to say in most of them, okay, which involve Nancy. Okay, so you think Freddie's sexuality is directed toward Nancy? Yes, he's sexually attracted to Nancy. And is Freddie sexually attracted to Jesse? No, I don't think so. So, okay. Jesse is, in my mind, and I don't know, we'll have to wait until Nachos comes back. In my mind, there is no way that Jesse isn't passionately in love with Grady watching this film. Well, so I want to save that because this is the oh, kind sorry. of thing that we get. No, 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 you're right. You're right. And I'm, I'm, it's my fault because I'm going down that road. This is the kind of thing we say for the end. The oh, yeah, final, yeah. Well, we can, we can come back to it. Put a pin in it. But yeah, let's put a pin in this because I do, I do have a, uh, I have a, I have okay. a point of argument on that so because Freddy, I know that's a, okay. that raises a big rainbow flag for a lot of people. Oh, well, okay. So in slasher, talk about that. in slasher films, because I mean, obviously I've had this conversation with Nachos McWerewolf. But in slasher films, it is explicitly a sexual metaphor, especially in, say, the Fridays with the penetration. This is why I always say that I'm a terrible horror movie or just a movie review because I, I don't I don't pay attention to because well, I'm an asshole because I went to school for this. You know, <laughs> I just don't pay attention Nerd! to these like sub themes and things like that. Okay, like, so it's never for me. OK, so slasher films are a story of sexuality. There's I mean, all of them. Oh, not all of them. Most of them are about sexual. They're about sexual awakening among young people. But sometimes I feel like there's there's just movies that are just meant to be bloody movies that people just shoehorn agendas into. But I'm yet, not saying this yes, is one. Yes, you're telling me though that Freddie has a sexual attraction to Nancy. Oh, absolutely. So how do those two things? How do those two things reconcile? Well, it takes much more of the series to do it. Yeah. So. We taking a pause for a second? Yeah. You want to take a pause? Yeah, not just a smoke break. All right. All right. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's well, no, put it back on. Put it back on. Before we pause, before we pause, because we got let's get through this. Because uh, we're going to save this for the for the finale for the final cuts. Okay. Uh, this was released in November nineteen. This is great conversation. Sorry. Bro. Sorry. No, no, sorry. No, 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 no. It's I my fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. Uh, no, it's definitely my fault. Uh, this is released in nineteen eighty five, November nineteen eighty five. We've got Reanimator. Yes. Return of Living Dead. Yes. Fright Night. Yes. The Stuff. Yes. Day of the Dead. Yes. Piss on the Yankees. Piss on. Oh, dude. Piss Silver, on the Indians. Silver, Silver Bully. Friday the 13th, Part 5. One of my fucking favorites. Yep. The Mutilator. Yeah. Getting a sequel soon. Life Force. Oh, my God. That is the fucking. That is such a good movie. Uh, uh, house. <laughs> uh, Demons. Yay. Uh, the Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf. Uh, Coach, is that true? You haven't showed me that, but hello. <laughs> what, uh, you've never seen this? No. no. You haven't seen that, Cruising? That is a movie that you would love. I love. I hope Cincinnati feet. Jeff, when I show you Cruising for the first time, you're like, I don't see how this movie was <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Don't, don't. I'm just teasing He's you. He's like, I'm going to watch you. I'm going to show you porn on the 4th of July. I'm just teasing you because I love you. Uh, all right. That so movie's hot. How to watch, uh, get it on VHS, beta, Laserdisc. DVDA. Multiple single DVDs and collection releases. Uh, I, I love the box set that you used to get like Walmart and Best Buy that had all that was so cheap. It was like 25 bucks. 25 bucks like back in the day. Still 25 bucks now. It's just DVDs. It has like really weird interactive menus that have like video games that you can play. 
Uh, that is that, that is, like, uh, unlocks the special features. Loud fart noise. It's so that sucks, but it is fun because it has tons of special features. You just gotta like jump through hoops to get them. And then there's no single Blu-ray release of this. You can only get it on a two-pack with Nightmare Three. What? Yep. And cereal. Or you can get it in the Nightmare on Elm Street collection set, which also includes Nub Nub. It's on a disc with Nightmare Three. It's basically the same disc, and yeah. it has all the special features from the DVD. Yeah. Okay. I, I gotta say something real dumb, real quick about that. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, before dumb, you, you before you look up this, make sure you buy the American version if you're in the U.S. It's Otherwise, Region One. Look for the Canadian version with the uh, uh, with the uh, European uh, rating system. Or that's right on the front. buy yourself a region free Blu-ray player. A PlayStation and an Xbox are all region free and a DVDA. So go on, Nachos. Uh, so we're spinning something on- dumb. <laughs> hey, look, Big Red! I'm gonna slap the stupid out of your face. We're an hour and 43 minutes into the start of the movie. All we right. Should, we should honestly just make this like a three hour podcast. I don't like care. I was going to say, like a five hour one. We will take a bunch of shit. The Dr. Zhivago of podcasts. We'll uh, talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So we'll now do you a have me back. bonus episode after this where we talk about a lot of shit and uh, big, big break, big break. Big break. That's fine to me. Uh, shall we all retire to the boudoir, gentlemen? The bourgeois. Man, I know y'all motherfuckers gay. Oh. Hot tubs. Cigars. <laughs> Come inside, take off your clothes. I'll make you feel at home. They are the most vegans. Can we play that fucking silver? Are we still recording? Yeah. It's, it's, still called, recording. it's called love. Look at oh, Just stop that. Let's go, go fucking smoke. Hey everybody, this is Vincent DeSanti, director of the Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, and you that are film was so good. To the Here Comes the Spooky podcast. You're damn right it was. Alright, it's time to horse around with some mania. And I swear to fucking God, if One you mention... is really going to enjoy murdering you. Okay, if you mention the AI one more time... At the end of the episode. I am going to stab you in the A or Ta. So my question for Nachos McLaurin is, is he more jealous of my vibe with Cincinnati Jeff or my vibe with the AI? Vibe-I. It's (laughs) called Vib and get out of here. So you're more jealous of the AI, but you're slightly less jealous of my vibe with Cincinnati Jeff. Noted. Listen to Orange Joe. (laughs) <laughs> mm, yes yes cop because are we i like wieners on my butt we're ready for the are we ready for friday well i was gonna say for the queer subtext analysis of the here comes the spooky podcast for a special episode at least this one all right so on a very special episode of this movie starts uh and I, I think this is fun this is the fun part of it um We've oh, got, that we've got opening Jesse, scene. Oh my god, right so surreal. On the bus. Oh my god. And the bus is driving. It's going a little crazy. <laughs> oh, look at these. Oh, beta cock Jesse. People I wish that I was Jesse's top. I like how people are getting off are getting off and and like with Jesse. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm getting off with Jesse this whole movie. And it's basically the opening scene is it's Jesse and these two girls who are like obviously talking about him. What a what, nightmare for him. So what I, that's his nightmare on Elm what Street. I like, what I like about this is again symbolism that I did pick up on. Oh, congratulations. Is that like and I, I, I like this. This is what I like. Because if you if you if you approach somebody that was our age and you said, on paper, draw me a nerd, 
you would probably draw some sort of point Dexter glasses, a pocket protector, which is what Jesse. Like Jesse is like the erotic ideal That's for what, gay men. All right, that, what's up with this melted ass, slick ass fucking? He, my he's hair. very sweaty. He's very sweaty. It's yeah, hot, that's again the erotic ideal. But again, Continue. Man, hold on. So he's he's he dresses the quintessential eighties nerd. Now, if you were to if you were to say like, hey, you talk to somebody like that was twenty years younger than us, say like, hey. Give me a nerd now. It'd be like a, a fedora and a fucking samurai sword and a fucking anime fucking. Shirt. I thought I thought you said pussy they're called melter. weeboos. That's the proper term or <laughs> pussy melters. And by weeboos, I mean not just McWerewolf. But, but I I like that for my uh, for my mind when I think of what would be classified as a nerd. That is what I first go to. Is it wrong? Sure. But that's my mind pictures because that's what it always was placed at for he the longest looks time. Like the lead singer of Talking Heads. He was like, yeah, he was like a Poindexter, the Talking Heads, you motherfucker. Um, so he's on the bus with these two girls who are obviously talking about him, and he's like, oh, what, what's going on? You talking about me? And like the bus is like getting a little weirder, and it keeps going faster. It's full throttle, and like Dom's like, we're all family, bitch. All of a sudden, <laughs> fucking, it cuts off the road. It goes through the desert. So it- the symbolism. What is the symbolism? A fucking nightmare, my dude. So then we see it's it's in a Ohio, human. All the deserts. In yes, Ohio. we know it's literally a nightmare. But what is the symbolism of the imagery? Nachos. I couldn't tell you that. So Your I know that he's all of a sudden it's a it's a guy in a sweater that we've seen before, similar but not quite. And then all of a sudden it's Freddie who's driving the bus, mm-hmm. drives into the uh, basically desert. into the desert, the deserts of Ohio. Everybody yeah. knows about. Also, um. Do you think Freddie actually has like a class D license to drive a fucking school bus, dude? You need class so. B to drive that shit. That's air brakes. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Am I right? So he, he, wow. he parks it in the midst of a volcano, I guess. A uh, volcano. That's not oh, symbolic of anything. Okay. And it's like parked on a spire that's like it's hosting the this bus. This is insane. Mm-hmm. And this is actually probably one of the most nightmare scenes in the Nightmare on Elm Street saga. It's a penis. Oh, fuck. You're right, coach. All no right. shit, Sherlock. So let me jump in and pull a classic Nachos make werewolf. Penis! We played that at a funeral one time, but we won't get into details about that. Go on. So did you guys hear about lava sharks? Because this is real. Floor is lava. I love it. With sharks. It's not a sci-fi channel. So like NASA, it's a pretty reliable source. (laughs) They're like, yo, there's volcanoes. Hey, uh, guys, volcanoes. I've heard of them. Penis. Kano. (laughs) So like. Spurt this hot lava all over the place. All right. One second, sir. So there are sharks that swim in the magma of the lava. A magma. Magma. And there's like giant squids and shit. And this is real. And there was an explosion of a volcano that shot mutated lava sharks. And that shit's real. And if any of our listeners out here. I like wieners on my butt. (laughs) And if any of our listeners out here. Could uh, care to indulge? Listen to Orange Joe. A little more about lava sharks? Hit Google and hit us up at the hotline. What's that number? 704 666 2814. That number one more time! 704-666-2814. If you want to talk about some lava sharks, school us 
and I will send you a hand turkey drawn. And we're back. All right. All right, so what happens next? All right, so the bus is about to fall into the lava. Then all of a sudden, Jesse wakes up, and he's fucking covered in sweat. So you mm. try to tell me that Jesse's girls didn't want anything. I made anything, that song reference earlier. Didn't want anything to do with them. So Jesse, a 17-year-old, uh, wakes up uh, in the... Sweating. Basically in the Elm Street house. It's Nancy's old house. 1428 Elm Street. That's right. Or Genesee. And so he wakes up all sweaty. He's had a fucking terrible fucking nightmare. He goes downstairs and he's obviously disheveled with the fucking nightmare he just had. He's a drippy daddy. They had just moved in. Here's what I love is that it's we got mom, we got dad, we got younger sister Angela sitting around. Cheryl. Did you see the uh, Fu Manchu fingers? Yes, the Fu Manchus. The I fucking mean, the cereal, the Fu Manchu. Hey, Asian friend, is that PC? Fu Manchu. Yeah, that's a separate podcast. So it, it that's the cereal. No, it's I mean, I'm not Chinese American. I'm Filipino American. I, 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 I have a lot but to say. No, it, for, it's later. Cereal, for, later, for later. For later. For later. Fu Manchu. For so, later. For later. Coach's podcast is Fu Manchu, and it's him talking about his time in New York, right? They did call New York University NYU. I made a lot of great friends there who were of Jewish heritage, and they taught me a lot about their culture. Keep going, Cincinnati uh, Jeff. How many coins did I drop? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> you were saying? Goodbye, listeners. All right, so don't right. cancel me. Sorry, Shane. Jesse is clearly disturbed at the at the dreams that he's having. Uh, his parents are. Just dumb, ignorant, boomers. Um, the fa- Jesse's father is Jesse! 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 a Freudian nightmare in this movie. Clue Gallagher. I mean, that's a psychodynamic. Like, ah! So Jesse then on his way, he gets in to his car. He picks up uh, Lisa. I'm sorry, what is the name of the car? The uh, deadly dinosaur. dinosaur. The deadly dinosaur. Oh, it, are it, we talking about discount Meryl Streep? Oh, sterile, uh, sterile meat. Sterile meat. I don't want to talk about things we've gone through, though it's hurting me. Now it's history. Look at your little. Look at your. You're singing. You're you're singing to him. I liked her. I liked her cat's name. uh, Boots. He's kind of the unofficial podcast. I was a big fan of her and Mama Mia. When I sent my significant other in Mexico photos of your cat while we've been podcasting, he was asking me what her name is. Boots. His. His name and his he, name is Boots. Yeah, one of my uh, top so five favorite cats. He, he, picks up, he picks up Feral Streep. Oh, so they head to school. It what fucks me up. The whole I time, played all my cards, thinking I was strong there. The whole time they're driving, she's like, "Hey, uh, what can you tell me about the laminate configuration?" And he's like, "I don't but know." It makes sense building me a fence. Go on, I, I'm just. It's the background. It's the background of your speech. Was that boots or not just McWerewolf? So they get to school, and it's just you know it's standard school by the day, whatever. But like Jesse's mm-hmm. obviously pretty stressed for having no sleep and having tons of nightmares. He's in gym class. We've got fucking Feral Street watching along, Pl- doing archery. Yeah, like in, in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, what what is this? What is this what fucking are those target? Prep, what is this prep school that has like archery going on and like shot put 
in like they're running track and field. They're, they're, they're fancy. Football. They're fancy. They're like Chaminade. But there's you know? but there's no grass at all. It's like the fucking brownest fucking field just the field location. Ever to play on. Okay, so you asked me to call out the most homoerotic mo- moments of this film. Oh, we're we're almost there. Oh, we're sorry. If, there. if you keep, see something gay, keep going because it is about to become. So basically, we, the gay my Jesse, web series Prep School Blues. While, while Feral <laughs> Sheep is watching along, Feral uh, Sheep, I like it. Let's run with that. Uh, we've got Jesse who's playing baseball, softball uh, with this with this. Grady, I don't, I don't even know. Here's the thing, Ron Grady. Hey, bada bada, hey, bada bada, swing. I got to just do my thing. Anyway, you got Grady, who he essentially tackles on the base, and they get go on. They get into it, and they start fucking wrestling. But first, and he pulls out his, he pulls his pants down. Produces. Fucking wrestling, wrestling, fucking. I got you. Which, it, it's, it's the say by the bell wrestling. So. But he produces his bare ass because uh, he's wearing a fucking jock wearing, strap. Uh, jock strap. Don't give me, don't give me an erection, boys. But okay, don't but, call it a comeback. But but <laughs> but but and the but. What what? I actually had a scene in episode four of my web series Prep School Blues that's basically what's happening between Jesse and Grady, I except like without it. the bare butt because I have a little more. Taste. Mm. Yeah, or you could say you didn't have the budget. Budget. Well, I can just say that the actors didn't want to show their butts, but that wasn't the case. Well, so my butt right here, right now. They get they get punished by the coach, Coach for, Schneider, for for fighting, and mm-hmm. actually, and their punishment is Cincinnati Jeff just do push girls, girls push ups constantly all day. So you're mounting her nightly. Yo, bro, are you mounting her nightly? It's right. Like, That's what, what the yeah. fuck. It's called homoeroticism played so, out I want, through I, hetero. I want to say this because I, I, I think they I think they built Grady to be the bully. But he's and, not. He's like the yeah, what? He, yeah, Brady is the Brady is not a bully in any way. I think he's like maybe like he's a little sexist, but he's he, he's very like even Jesse asks, he's like, "What's your problem with me?" He's like, like "I got no beef with you." So, okay, okay. Yeah. So I just got bored. Yeah. So it is often the case that uh, have you guys are you guys familiar with the gay pimp? Yeah, you met my dad. Well, I mean, your dad is one of the most. Well, we also call him a gimp. Well, I was gonna say your dad is a very erotic figure in my family. Captain life, Rob, but no, but, you, but but go on, tell me what Grady would be. Okay, so I have seen the music video "Soccer Practice" by the gay pimp. It, it was in fact the inspiration for episode four of Prep School Blues entitled "Soccer Practice." So it's about the eroticism of high school athletics and how this sort of like jock attitude of like, "Hey, bro, hey, man." is in its own way a sort of homoerotic performance. But but the point of this is that Grady's missing that. Like he's not he's not pushing down on on Jesse at all. So you don't think Grady has the same attraction to Jesse as Jesse has to Grady. Uh, well, because he's he's asking, so like, as they're doing their push-ups, he's in, it's important in the U.S. He's like, hey, uh, what about that chick, Lisa? And like, Lisa talks to her friends on the side note. And she's like, no, he just gives me a ride. And like Grady's like, so you mounting that nightly? She or wishes. Are you mounting she, her nightly? No, so or what Grady what, is bro? saying is he's trying to feel out Jesse's sexuality, but he's not being a bully about it. No, I, like I never said this. he he's, was a bully. No, no, no. But but they no, you didn't. But the movie sets him up as that for a little bit. Yeah, but, but, but Wi-Fi but is so short. Camp blood. Yeah. 
So, okay, what's fascinating what, what about the password? this whole interaction is that in a different non-supernatural movie, this would really be the sort of will they won't the won't will they won't the enemies to lovers kind of flirtation bromance. We oui. no uh uh frenemies. I'm not gonna frenemies. Je- Jesse, here comes the spooky eighty. Jesse oh, and Mark. Grady. They have such a chemistry. All their dialogue is like enemies to lovers. One was a bully. One was a nerd. They're destined to fall in love. But I don't, I don't, I've never saw Grady as a bully. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though, is that. Because later on, they feel like they're friends. Yeah, because in this moment when they have to do the shared push-ups, they establish this rapport through shared trauma. Agreed, agreed. Because they, yeah. they get in the fight, and then they get the shared push-ups, and the coach is like, you guys motherfuckers got to do these push-ups. Coach Wado. Does, does Coach Schneider want Jesse and Grady to be together? Is he a Jesse Grady shipper? I don't know. Oh, so pay attention, because this, this scene comes up later. So they do their push-ups. They get super fucking sweaty. They're like, how long is this going to go? And uh, from my understanding, mm-hmm. they've missed all of class. They are, because we see Lisa leaving Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. they're still doing push-ups so like they have not left gym class so whatever hour like that school was in summer no yeah, class they've fucking they've done it all day right they've done it all day yeah so then so coach right. is like all right fucking go to the showers they go to the showers and then we get uh grady talking to jesse and he's like hey uh you live in that fucking weird ass thompson house the fucking let me tell you about it uh your dad must have got it for fucking oh did you get on a deal kind of shit it's like Oh, uh, hey, by the way, did you know, like, uh, some chick lost her fucking mind and watched her oh, boyfriend? Oh, it's Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, and then we're talking Glenn. Let's also remember that Nancy itself was an old-fashioned term for an effeminate man. Boom! Yeah, so they talk about it. We're like, Nancy lived there, and she watch glenn die and things like that and and nancy's it's important nancy looking at glenn across the way was one of the erotic motifs that's right she's like film. i i know he's watching he's well, not that, watching me on that comes in the di- but diary yeah, later but yeah so i mean that's it's important i think that nancy was someone who was exploring her own sexuality in the first movie all right so, let me jump in real quick so, uh, my wonderful girlfriend and I, a uh, little fun Girlfriend! Side. He's we, like, hey, girlfriend! Okay, we... Re- my wonderful girlfriend and I... I'm gonna cut your nipples off. Uh, Unless dr- you buy me a drink first. Drink it or wear it. Is there... I don't see one for me. Uh, look harder. I'll just drink this. Cheers! Alright. Let's get through this movie. Yes, please. Alright. So, anyway, we're watching the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And, uh... Glenn's dad is dressed just like Peter Griffith. Oh, wow. Griffin. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I said. Wow, well, what a wonderful reference. Could we continue with the movie? What are you doing? Is that so? Keep going. Drink it. I really want, I want, I want to see what All happens. All right, so next we get, they go home, and we got Jesse another time. Mm. Crazy dream. More of the nightmares that take place at the Tomskin house. He sees, uh, uh, he wakes up again. It's hot in his room and he goes Our outside. He's always sweating. Body heat. Right. And he sees uh, there's somebody downstairs who's burning a glove in, in, in the furnace. Oh, that's right. Because he creeps outside. And then he wakes up and he's fucking inside. 
inside. What? What? Okay, okay. You guys keep. Talking. I know you wanna. Oh my god. Get what you want, baby. Go for it. Lock the door. So boots is right behind you. Watch out. Go on. So after the uh, after the glove burning scene. So Jesse's like, oh my god, there's somebody burning a glove downstairs, and then he goes upstairs and takes a bunch of dicks in his ass. I don't know what happens. <laughs> Uh, no, so um, later on, they go back to school. So there, there's like a whole lot that goes on. It's about 35 minutes before there's any kills. Um, so it's just more of Jesse just living his life. Uh, so he, uh, we get uh, Lisa. Who, oh, Carol's treat. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa, and the cult jam, who is like going swimming. It's like, hey, Jesse called you and Mom. Oh, right. The the, oh, Man, and you know what? And she's like, okay. She, she takes it, and Jesse's like, oh, I'm going to hang out with you. She, he's going to go swim with her, but Dad's like, oh, no, Jesse. You need to go back upstairs and fucking unpack before you fucking do anything. Oh, yeah, Jesse. Jesse's like, Dad, come on, fucking, I, you know. Okay, like, I things Clue, Clue Gulliger is so weird because he calls his fucking wife, Mom, calls him son. Christopher, uh, coach, 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 son. Go upstairs and unpack. Oh, you're unpacked awesome, too bad. So while I was getting a drink, did we get to the incredibly sexy dance sequence? We are nope. just right there. Oh, describe it. Describe it. We I'm are right just here. right there. We are, we are just bum, at that point. Bum, bum, so bum, bum, Dad's like, hey, go upstairs and pack. Jess is like, Yeah, the desexualization of the mom. Whatever. Uh, hold fucking... up. Easy gay joke. Tell a gay dude to unpack. Whoa. I don't get it. To put this shit out. To, wait, what? To douche? Mom. So so when Jesse my... goes in the up, goes upstairs to huffily unpack himself. The butt on the drawer? Holy moly. So oh, I want to say this because I, I do have a whole thing that I have from Wikipedia. A whole thing? It's, a, it's an article that I want to discuss. Por favor. But here's the thing I want to say. That if I thought people were watching me back in the day like doing goofy shit, I would have done... Suicide, phallic <laughs> kind of stuff, where I'd be like uh, a gun at my dick or like a lightsaber, wh- whatever things that I would have had, I would have totally done that, which Jesse did in the movie. But so I want to talk about the homoerotic subtext at this point. I mean, Coach, so YouTube, us. YouTube has covered this ad nauseum, as they say. Oh, absolutely. But I, I just want to say, Jesse's butt against that drawer. That's just uh, straight up porn. So like that's it's that, that's actually that's actually the biggest point of contention for this argument because excuse me, we get one person who says like yes, I did this to be funny. We get another person who says like yes, this was scripted. So here, check this. So out. Jesse's a bottom. Film commentators have often remarked that the film perceived homoerotic themes, claiming the subtext suggests. Jesse is repressed homosexual. They note in particular the scenes where he encounters his gym teacher. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, we get to and that. And, of course, he's maybe the final girl of the movie. Uh, the book, Welcome to Our Nightmares, Behind the Scenes, and with today's horror actors, elaborates with the film's homoerotic subtext, stating that the film suggests an undertone of homosexuality, stating that with the protagonist's gender-neutral theme, Jesse rarely clothed, he and a tormentor have a sweaty wrestling match, his coach... Clad in leather, basically, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Mark Patton has claimed 
The film's gay subtext was increasingly emphasized through script rewrites and production progress. Ah. It just became undeniable, he told BuzzFeed in 2010 or 2016. Ah. I'm lying in a bed and I'm a. Sorry, it's a. a Pita? And the candles are dripping and they're bending like phalluses. A wiener! And the white wax is dripping all over. And it's like I'm the center of a bukkake video. Ah! I mean, th- this film is just penis, 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 penis. He has felt betrayed since he knew the filmmakers were aware of the gay. And betrayed. But closeted. Mm, like Jonathan Frid for so, a later podcast. In particular, Patton uh, blames uh, Cheskin, who was one of the writers, who uh, he says claimed that the subtext arose from how Patton played the part. He says, I love when he uses the Wieners word in my bud. subtext, he complained. Did you actually go to a freshman English course in high school? This is not subtext. It's 2016, he said. Nobody ever affected my confidence. The boys that threw rocks at me, nobody. But this man did. Denied for years that this was ever a gay subtext in the screenplay. Instead, at one point, he would report to reporters that Patton had simply played the character too gay, which was too emotional, too emotional stress for the film that Patton would even leave. And it was a problem for him. So basically, we got two Big denial. of contention for the character right here at, at this one scene. And I, I don't want to get too into it. I'm, I'm already driving into it and it's not making sense. So we've got... I'm following. We've got Mark who says, look, I've got direction to make the scene this way and i've got the directors who say no he did it on his own and here's the thing it flip-flops after about 15 years because they're they're in denial they're they're trying to deny it because society changes over the years exactly it's 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 almost the exact point where these documentaries start but like they don't know there's no way these other people can know this happening because think how different things were when when mark gave these interviews to the documentary these people could not know this was not a point where like internet was like everywhere like people know this happening so mark's like no this was choreographed he's like for years for years i said i just went with it this was just my thing i did it this is my thing yeah 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 yeah. whatever it i don't this i, mean, I, don't, I don't look at this dancing as gay it's it's weird i mean it's uncomfortable I, but I would say the butt thing makes it gay because of, and I, I don't mean to be lewd. See, but I would think that the pop gun. Yes and no. It was a very phallic. Okay, I get the idea that the pop gun is ejaculation, but it is followed by a barrel weep coming in. So sure. it, could, it could be like interpreted, not by me, but by some people like, oh, he's jerking off and he's caught by her and it's this erotic moment of this teenage boy caught okay it's basically what they're trying to say is jesse's masturbating and his mom and his female love interest walk in on him coming that's that's what the scene is but so the way they explain it is that like they say like this wasn't scripted he bored Mark just interesting did his, just did his own thing and they're like and, and here's the thing he like, did his thing mark mark Patton would say the same thing he's like no i just i went nuts with it and then there was just like, <laughs> yeah he did there was a there was just a shift in story it was like finally there was like no i didn't this is a very gay movie i'm finally comfortable with saying things like this it's 
scripted. It was scripted this way. It would not be. I would not go to a show and say like, "Yes, let me bump my ass against the fucking dresser several times." Like, well, how else are you gonna close it? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 just it's it's pornographic. Yeah, I I feel like it's more him saying, "Yes, this is scripted at some point in time." But so, and it was, and he was right saying so. But yeah, he was yeah. he was chastised for so he's like, "No, it was just me. I just made it up." Like he had he had to lean into it in a closeted way you say like no i just made it up which which is the defense of so many actors over i can't wait to get it's horrible it's horrible i can't wait to get further into this but yeah like the thing is we're in this place with queer reads of of films where people had to deny the queer read and so people later on can say well well they denied it well no shit they denied it of course they did it It wasn't it wasn't openly accepted so yeah Yeah, it was a different time so this movie has that there were several the director the producer the writer all say no no homosexual sub themes oh it never happened never fucking existed right it does it's not a thing and then it i mean they denied it for years they felt it Mark would say one I, I, thing. I don't they would blame say them. I don't blame them at all. And then it was only to like past three years they were finally like, yes. Oh, I guess this is a gay film. Wow. Uh, Thank gay you, Obama. Uh, yeah. And they were like, I totally did it on Thanks. purpose. But l- let's let's remember, uh, as a moment, let's remember Obama was not for gay marriage at the beginning of his term. And that was what, like. Coach, save your time. It's all everybody's garbage. But, yeah, it's. But just, he wasn't. But yeah, but in those eight years, there was a radical shift. I remember Nachos McWerewolf's mom saying to me one day when I was over at their house, Joni Joan, it's a great day to be gay when something with gay marriage. And honestly, I didn't register it at the moment. You know, well, that was statewide, not federal. Yeah, like the radical, radical shift in yeah. the last 10 years can't be underestimated and so we see the way this translates to films is that everyone's now claiming to be part of representation when 10 years ago they've been like no 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 no, not me i'm not i it's disingenuous i don't blame them but it's disingenuous how do i get represented to the big tip blowjob group that is that one but but both of you are oh she's upstairs asleep <laughs> but, no, both bam, of, bam, bam, bam. but the thing is uh, people who say that uh, uh homoerotic films or whatever don't don't appeal to heterosexual viewers you both watch this movie we're talking about it on a podcast so it's, it's my favorite nightmare on the street so I, it will never not be i think that it can both be a almost explicitly queer film and appeal to a heterosexual audience it's true it's true all right, so uh, what, what scene we leave off? Sorry. Well, okay, so Jesse is doing his sexy dance. Uh, I remember they, Lisa, they find Lisa comes in. Bro. Yeah, they find the thing. Yeah, so Lisa comes in. The diary. So the sign says no girls allowed in the closet. There's a game called Probe. It says like no local girls allowed or some like weird like, shit. If we were to count yeah. every little reference, it would were, take this. We'd be on here for five hours. And, yeah, there was probe, uh, no, probe. about anyway, an hour behind. Lisa finds the fucking. Nancy's diary, like just vicariously fucking sitting in there, which by the way is just I love this movie, but that that's a stupid place for it. Come on, like hide it in the fucking ceiling or something it's like that. Like it's just but like what motivation would Nancy have had to do that? 
What motivation is she to lost leave the whole goddamn mind? What motivation is to fucking fair, real fair. estate fucking agent to leave it there? The point is, they fucking find Nancy's diary. First, she talks about sexy Glenn. Then she talks about Freddy. So okay, so and Jesse recognizes the references to Freddy in the diary, and he gets freaked out. And Jesse's also identifying with Nancy's erotic desire for Glenn as he's listening to the diary. Sorry, Could but be. it's true. Could be. It's like Jesse's like listening to an erotic narrative of the female gaze and substituting it. Oh, uh, they're called lesbians. When you say gays, you mean gays or gays? G A Z E. Made that joke. <clears throat> I know, but we're 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 subverting the gays. We're subverting it. It's it's being subverted as we speak. I'm right. really excited about where we go next because we're about to get into the meat of it. So next thing. Jesse goes to sleep. He wakes up. Jesse! Middle of the night. No shoes, by the way. No shirt. Yeah, he just has the sweatiest, tidy wires. This just has giant balls about a small And he, he's been fighting with his dad the whole time, by the way. He's like, his fucking house is hot. Dad's like, no, it's not. No, your room's hot. Mom, it's, mom it's not hot. Well, if you don't pack all your shit from your room. It's um, getting hot in here. So, so take hot. off all your clothes. Hot as Jesse finds himself in the rain, mm-hmm. walking to the in toolbox. The okay, rain. okay, okay. Jesse goes Jesse! to a gay leather bar in the middle of the night. Hold on. Is it called a gay bar? What is it called? It's called Don's. So it's just, it has a highlight. Uh, there are women at the bar. I'll, I'll give you that. Thank you. And they don't they, clam. They don't. They don't. They don't shine in on like leather daddies dancing. But the the coach Schneider is a leather daddy. They're all. They're no, no. They're all leather daddies. Yeah, but in the room for sure. So he Jesse orders a beer. The bartender gives it to him, and then coach. No, fucking let's talk Schneider. about this. He a light beer in a fucking shot glass. A, uh, a it, short it, it, glass. Did you say shot? shot? A short glass. Shot. 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 A short glass like this. I can't guarantee what's going to happen after this shot. We're going to try real hard to get through this episode. Coach Lingerie takes a shot. Don't bring me down. Jesse. All right, so. Jesse! Coach catches him getting a beer in a short glass. Mm-hmm. Like he has no conversation. Get on a short like, bus. <sighs> so. He fucking takes him back to the high school, makes him run laughs in the gym. This is straight up nifty erotic stories archive sub genre gay male and sub genre. Here's where it gets rude because the nifty? coach, who's obviously dressed as a leather daddy in the, in the bar, is still wearing his leather daddy clothes yeah, in the gym. Th- there, this is an erotic it's encounter. Like this is hardcore this is, like this farmer is, tans. This is BDSM. This is BDSM. This is hard farmer yeah, tans in his clothes. It is. But it's actually a threesome because the best part is when Jesse's running laps, Coach, it doesn't matter, opens up his fucking vest and Quado pops out. He goes, yeah, double down. I mean, Run so fast you'll start the reactors, Quaid. Je- Jesse's shirt is open. Nah. Coach is in a leather thing. Like, okay, this is a porn. This is a straight up porn. So Gay up in porn. a bloody nightmare... The coach becomes haunted, and all of a sudden, the balls 
Mm-hmm. Start hitting him in the face of his of I, of his. My plastic office. surgeon says I can't do yeah, anything. And then Claire the, pops out. The, the weights do as well. <laughs> all face. kinds of things. Uh, the uh, jump ropes tie him up. There goes his social life. And they drag him to the showers where Jesse is currently showering, and 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 the shower is obviously turning on for Jesse. And they put the put basically put the coach up crucifix style, wrap him around, strip him naked, and then all of a sudden whip his ass. With wet towels. Meow. And then Freddy's shows up. And I, I love this because you've got Jesse who's in the fog, in the mist of the shower, right? Watching. He's like denying. Like, no, 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 no. He's in denial. Yeah. Like, no. fucking, it gets too too foggy. Then all of a sudden, it's not Jesse anymore. It's like full on Freddy, which you got to remember. At this so point, is Jesse Freddy? Is Jesse possessed by Freddy? They're Freddy. They're Jeff. We've got Jetty. Different points of it. So Freddy at this point, for sure, because it's the full glove. Mm-hmm. And Freddy. Nah. Yeah, it is at this point. Yes, it is. Okay. And he, he kills him. The full glove slashes the fucking coach's back while he's tied up like that. And then Jesse comes back and he's got a glove in his hand. It's like, fuck. What happens? Did I just do this? Blah, 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 blah. So fucking Jesse takes off. Shrieking like a banshee. So, in my opinion, and this is going to go to a bigger point about slasher films. Yeah. So, there, there's a way of looking at slasher films where the kills are sort of stand-ins for if this were an erotic film or pornographic film, there would be a sex scene. Oh, they actually hold up. They just there's a Bollywood version of Halloween coming up. So I understand. I, I need to see. I, it. I understand this is a big one for the horror community. Yeah this this scene is, in my opinion, it, it's a sex scene through the lens of horror. Mm. It, it's it's it, it's explicitly erotic. Or the writers of this movie like didn't do their homework on the first movie and tried to invent a bunch of bullshit that won't transfer over See, to the no. third no, movie. No, I, I think it's 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 they wanted to make an erotic queer film, but because of the mm. the time probably uh, they they did but they didn't. They they have to, well you have to sublimate the eroticism through death. You know, it's that whole eros thanatos like Death is sex. Sex is death. Coach, you're being too smart for our audience. No, it's just sorry. Here, I went to college. Here's my point. Because this is my like favorite, I said, this is my favorite death in the whole movie. Is that yeah? It, I, it's I don't, visually stunning. I don't. I don't see it that way. I just see a man, and I see Freddy who punishes this man for in a way that Freddy feels is necessary. Punishes him for what? Or being gay. So okay. So interesting. Freddy is a sexual deviant, right? Well, he yeah. He's aren't a, we yeah. all? Well, he, yeah. Freddy's a monster. It's not that he's just but, actor straight. But, okay. Guys. Yeah. Freddy's but, a monster. He would punish you for being what whatever you're into, whatever you're most excited about. Freddy wants to kill you for. So okay. In and that, episode, and that's that that's very evident in any. Nightmare so, on Street. In episodes 1 through 74, which I'm sorry, I love you both, but you're I haven't fine. listened to you're all fine. of them. You're fine, you're fine. In episodes 1 through 74, have you guys reckoned with sexual punishment or punishment for sexuality in horror films? Uh, we did in the Halloween 1 and 2. Okay, so there's this idea 
that in slasher films in particular, people are being punished for their sexuality, whether it is heterosexual or homosexual or whatever. Uh, Do you feel Freddy is punishing Coach Schneider for his sexuality? I do not. I, and that's where I draw a weird conclusion where I am. Go on. No, I'm, I'm um, super curious actually. Uh, where I, where I, where I look at it as, as a way of like, no, he's being punished. Okay. In a way that is befitting his character because he's, he's, he's dominant. He's an abuser. Yes. He, he, he's, a, he's, they they say it like oh he's S and M he's gay whatever. But it's, why it's, why is Freddy who's an abuser punishing abusers? Well, it's because it's Freddy. So Freddy wants to Freddy wants to hurt anybody in the worst way possible. It doesn't matter what they've done. Okay, so he's punishing. Imagine people. imagine. Here's my suggestion. The, yeah, Freddy's Freddy, not. Freddy would find Mother Teresa who would march thousands of miles carrying a rose of stones. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but he would find that one point where she tripped and fell, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put the fucking pebble in your shoe." Freddie does that kind of thing. So for this coach, he finds everyone's weakness. Exactly. So okay, he yeah, sees yeah, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. He sees this. He says, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking strap him up. I'm gonna tan this man's hide, and I'm gonna cut the shit out of but him." But the weird thing is, I feel like until the death. Coach Schneider probably enjoyed it because he is clearly a BDSM practitioner. It's an erotic act until I, it's not. Now, see that's that that I feel you're you're projecting because he is uh, wow wearing when the slap on the ass. Well, hello, he's, he's wearing leather daddy clothes and and could potentially be at, at an S and M club. We don't know that for sure. I mean, they said earlier in the film he goes to the S and M clubs. Grady says that. So Grady, as a as a, that could be, in my interpretation, a a a, a gay, like a yeah, but Grady, like a, like a weird, like a weird proverb, like you know, it's but, like oh, but, I think that, but I don't know that. Both kind of Coach thing. Schneider and Grady are aware of the world of BDSM. Pause. Well, uh, my roommate in- Grady Grady knows it because he thinks that coaches but, but my, my my point is that grady should grady shouldn't really know that he he's he's guessing that and we shouldn't we shouldn't take that in the gospel That's- i i feel like grady has an okay pause i what i was about to say is i lived with a, a professional dominatrix when i lived in new york for a couple of years and i think that this film is very very much about bdsm Pardon. You may or may not be right, but my my, my go on. My, I, I, point I, is that, my is apologies. That, is that he where was, did, where did not just McWerewolf go? Oh, uh, to pee. Oh uh, well. But he, I think he's he's over he's he's over assuming. So yeah, no. Go on, go on. I'm 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 re- I actually am really curious. This is a wonderful conversation. So where I come from in this, and, this, and you will like this, is um from Wayne's World Two. Okay, I love. Wayne's World 2. They hide in a gay bar called the Toolbox. Mm-hmm. I've it's been the to the Toolbox. It's the funniest fucking thing in it's the It's in world. the Upper East Side. Yeah, right? They, it's the funniest fucking thing. They're hiding. They're hiding from the cops and things like that. And like they get on stage and like, whoa, what the fuck? So they dress the fucking village people. And it's the funniest fucking thing. Then they do the whole in the Navy thing. And it cracks me up. They're like, 
But what what I I love about it is there's no insinuation about the whole group. It's just like, hey, we're just there and it's fun. Well, and so I, I, that, that, that is my, yeah, yeah, uh, I guess interpretation of sure. I mean, I, I get, men, I get right? it. Like I just, well, I mean, that's where I, that's where I started because I was, we're, we're all seven or eight. We're all so complicated. I would say this. I've been involved a little bit with the bear community, with the leather community. I've been to bathhouses. I've been to. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm saying this in a podcast. Well, my point is that like I, uh, I, I very have a, I have a very limited scope of it, but because of that, I feel that I have a good understanding of it because I I don't want to look I I don't look outside of it. Like it's yeah, I, it's it, not complicated for me. Yeah, it's its own thing. Yeah, it, I see it. I understand it. It's uh, it, it okay. So for how, however I interpret it. I can take it. You know so what I'm for me, it's a thing that Coach Schneider. Does is, that make sense? Yeah. Well, here, cheers, cheers. Hey, as by long the way, as, this is a, this is a very very yeah. good conversation. Yeah, I just I just want I just wanted to make sense. Yeah. So f- for me, what I'm seeing is Coach Schneider goes to leather bars to cruise. He's probably fantasizing about his students. It's clear he's punishing them on the field out of a sense of sexual uh, sexual sadism okay he sees his student at the club and then he reenacts a fantasy of psychosexual sadism with Jesse he's forcing him to run these laps Jesse has probably been aroused earlier by coach schneider whether he can admit it to himself or not they're in this moment where they maybe are going to have sex like for me watching this scene with coach schneider forcing jesse to run these laps he they're gonna have sex and instead freddie kills coach schneider so it's weird to me because freddie is a force of sexuality, but a force of punishing sexuality simultaneously. So Freddie's saying, I want them to have sex. I don't want them to have sex. I'm going to punish Coach Schneider. It's like Freddie, in this way, is almost like the heterosexual force killing Coach Schneider so Coach Schneider can't have sex with Jesse, which throws into question a lot of stuff about the film but keep going Cincinnati Jeff my apologies I get no, excited you're fine I'm just looking at the script so Blade of Nightmare Jesse he wakes up to the death of the coach the gym teacher it's a nightmare for him coach is dead the next day he learns that uh, the murder has uh, in fact uh, occurred Jesse convinced that he wasn't Freddy, but himself might have been the murderer. And then the fear starts to build in Jesse that has never been there before. And he starts to question his sanity. So panic-stricken, Jesse continues to cut himself Mm. on the off chance, you know, that him and his friends might intervene but lisa seeks him out and refuses to leave 
confronting Jesse. Ready? Yeah. Sorry. Luke was taking me on a story and I forgot to eat all these things. So we are at Lisa's pool party. Lisa, it's your pool party. Oh my Lisa, God, Lisa we're ready at the hot it's your pool party. Thank you to the AA. I, I, I love this as an 80s pool party because it's so fun because, one, the parents just kind of, like, leave after a while. Like, she's like, oh, well, my dad was, like, hey, my dad was paying, like, paying, like, a Barry Goodman tapes and shit like that. It's like, oh, shit, uh, yeah, what's up? Oh, you want to take a break? All right, hold on. Not just McWerewolf. We are going to take a break real quick. Let's talk poo parties one second. What's your favorite thing about poo parties? Okay. The poo. So, FYI, I used to let friends swim in the nude at my parents' pool when they friends went home. Friends never let friends yeah, swim so. nude. Well, you never did it, Mikey, but... Uh, oh, sorry. Whatever your name is. Fachos, machos, bachos. Do you know Cynthia? Sw- <laughs> Whoever she is. A so, friend- the papal agate? Well, no, a friend of mine swam naked at my parents' pool when they were not home, and the groundskeepers of the neighborhood showed really? up, and they were fine with it, because I saw her boobs. Uh, hey, bitches. All right, we got some uh, charcoal bombs. Nachos is back. What do we, what do we got? This? I got a, uh, a buzz ball cocktail. Uh, Locata colada. Mine is, mine is. Do you want to switch with me, Eric? Mine's peach. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? What's that? Oh, you have like a fucking cum in the butthole uh I have a, you know, this is mine. Sorry, nerds. So, whoa, oh, buddy, 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 boy. If you thought we were having a cohesive episode. Children, the rest of this episode is basically for me. The um, Give me that knife. Okay, Mike. I got your boss. Put a, uh, I'm sorry, whatever your name is, Facho. Okay, here's why I get confused is that I have this huge crush on this guy named Nacho. Oh, shit. All right, boys. So this is probably going to be the end of the episode. Uh, Coach, Take my, it away. Dearest, my dearest sludge twat, slick and nasty. All right, hey, well, you, you got cheers, drunk. fellas. All right, so let's finish this movie. I'm hey, ready. What would Robert Zombie say? Hell yeah! This tastes great. It tastes like Hawaiian Tropic sunscreen. I love it. You know what my mother would say? Drink it or wear it. Not just McWerewolf's mother is basically Natasha Leone in Poker Face. You mean Joni Joan? Oh, shut up, baby. La Jage is her name. All right, so. Joni Joan! La Jage. Continue. Cincinnati Jeff. Or we leave off. We've got the um, gay death with the uh, coach. Mm hmm. Yep. It's the first that so it's thirty minutes think, in the movie. I think Grady's about at this to. point. Oh my gosh, the the ballad 30, of Jesse 30 minutes and Grady. In the movie. I'm gonna cry. Coach we're we're dies. never gonna finish this movie. I'm sorry. Next thing we know, we get to Lisa's gonna have a Lisa's gonna have a pool party. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Lisa, Lisa have your party. Lisa, have a pool party. Nobody gets that. Moving on. Mama Mia, here I go again. He gets that. Oh no. How can I miss ya, Mamma Mia? Now it shows again, Mamma, just how much I missed ya. How would you say that I didn't get that? You, he got it. He, he got hundred percent. Got it. Do you hey, know, uh, Coach? Do you want to be on our serial mom episode do you know, with my do mom? You know, do you know why? I have if Lajaje is is the mom hold in that hold episode, hold I'll hold be it. there or be square. Co- Coach, do you know why I haven't? Tell me. 
You don't know, do you? Tell me the truth. All right, hold on one second. You're about, you're about to see the truth. You're about to see the truth of this. You don't know the truth. Go on. How much do you love ABBA? I mean, I'm planning on having a gala next year themed Mamma uh, Mia. Get your phone okay, out. Okay, get okay, your phone okay, out. okay, okay. But, but how much I, do you love ABBA? Are you talking about what I think you're talking about? I don't know. Why don't you take a look? Hell yeah! Yes, I've been broken hearted, blue since the day we also, parted. Also, buddy, that's a palindrome. Mamma mia, here I go again. Although, I mean, my song is Fernando as sung by There Cher. was something in the air that night. The, the stars were bright, Fernando. Fernando. There was something there for you and me, for oh, liberty. And I quit some fleas, Fernando. Cincinnati Jeff, I had heard about the famous tramp stamp. But oh, no, we don't call it that anymore. That's canceled. I had heard about the infamous lower back tattoo, <laughs> but seeing it in person was. Take a chance on me. Hi, listeners. Hey, bring your sad balls when you're up feeling here. Down. If you're all alone. Take a chance on me. Go walking. Hey, coach. You can sing better than any bitch. I'm very much aware of that. I uh, I actually saw a beautiful production of Mamma Mia at Act Two PV in Puerto Vallarta during the uh, pandemic. Where was? Good. Tell him. Tell him. Oh no. Uh, it was beautiful. It was uh, my boyfriend Carlos's first uh, musical, and he doesn't speak English very You're well. You're a Pokemon. He is a Pokemon. It's true. I keep him um, a Pokeball. What what element is what type? Is He's actually a water Pokemon because he has a Squirtle Speedo with the head in the front and the uh, shell in the back. I wish I understood. And hey when everybody. people see him on the beach, they say squirt, squirt. He used to be so good. Oh my gosh. Should we just do a, an ABBA podcast? Because I'm not against that. SOS! Listeners, there's a dance party going on right now, and I'm not ashamed. When you're gone, how can I even try to go on? When you're gone, how can I even try to go on? Alright, this is pretty good, dude. I'm not even gonna lie. Up. 
just gets it. They just know. They know. Yava know by now. They understand deeply. So basically, I told people I got COVID during that production of Mamma Mia, but I actually got it from Montemar Beach Club. Coach, I'm not ashamed. It's not about you, it's about ABBA. When you're gone, how can I even try to go on? When you're gone, how can I even try to go on? Motherfucker! Right, and that's right. exactly how Jesse feels about Grady. Shut that is that is up, why man. I have the ABBA tramp stamp. It's fucking ABBA so good, man. Could, he has the has ABBA any, button. Has anybody done an SOS YouTube shipper video about Jesse and Grady to SOS by ABBA? Here, here's what I want to ask. Dr. Coach. Dr. Vienna Attorney Vampire. Professor Vienna Vampire's Coach Andre is my oh, name. Oh, travels. Man of travels. In your travels. And I want you to I want you to assess from your previous travels to the future travels. Find me another human being that has an Abitram stamp. That's something I've never seen in I my don't, travels across the, the earth. That's we, right, listeners out we, there. We literally, if you know somebody who has an Abitram stamp, hit us up at the hotline. That number is 704 in fact, I'm going to say 704-666-2814. If your mom or your stepdad may or may not have an abatrapestapa. If you can send, here comes the spooky, a photograph that's time stamped of your abatram stamp. I personally will give you a hundred dollars. You no, you're can, gonna I'll abolish them. I can consent that I am the only person on Earth that has an Abitram stamp. No, 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 no. Probably in a so I'm a therapist. Six mile, uh, six and radius. I actually do art therapy also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how are we friends? And you didn't diagnose me. So here, here's how. Here's how I can guarantee. Here's where I can. I've used all been therapy. Is what I'm saying. But go on. I can guarantee. Go on. That I have this. So I have several tattoos based on '70s bands that are fun. Pop bands. You have a theme. You have a, you have an ongoing theme. <laughs> Cincinnati draft. I, I do. I've got I've got sticks. I've got all kinds of stuff. Um, Quick sticks. But what I can guarantee is that while there are. <laughs> Why is this? I can't happening? remember when we were talking about the movie. What movie? What what I can guarantee is that there's Listen nobody. That's right. So wrap it up. Abba, like I do, and would actually have this tattoo. Who'd go out of their way to get this? On so listeners, I will give you personally a hundred U.S. dollars if you send in a photo that is verified proof, of proof, your proof. ABBA. Abba Tramp Stamp, and that is a promise from Professor Vienna Vampiro's Coach Laundry. Cincinnati Jeff travels. heard it. I agree. Man of Travels heard it. Not just Big Werewolf we, said it. Here, here's the thing. Listen we, to Orange Joe. We Let's will, bring it back on the topic. We, so, we will match it. Yeah, we yeah. Match, we will match it. They will match it. So it, it, it's, it's quite an offer. $200. $200. Jeff, what happens in the rest of this movie? Bring us home. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so... Yes. We're leave off. So, uh, okay. So it's like Mamma Mia in that fake Meryl Streep is having uh, her pool party. Sh- sterile Meep. 
at her like all right so jesse visits his girlfriend uh his girlfriend girlfriend Ah! i'm making the quote fingers with my fingers he said he said said it grady has been grounded why why did he get grounded homie oh because he pushed his grandma down the stairs a flight a motherfucking state he, he tries to tell Freddie about this, but like Grady's like, no, uh, whatever. He fucking charge it off. Give me those notes. I got this. All right. So basically, what Grady shut up. Dad's talking. What Grady said to Jesse was, Grady, I played all my cards, thinking I was strong there. Figured it made sense, building oh. me a fence. Go ahead, Nachos. Okay, if you talk again. I'm going to cut you a lot. That's not talking. It's called singing. It's oh my called, God, don't kill me. I called, have a life to live. It's called bleeding. So, shh. All right. What happens next? Jesse visits his old friend Grady and begs him to stay in his bed tonight. He tries to tell Grady about Freddy's possession in his body, but his friend shrugs it off and doses off. Hold on. Building hold on. me a I, home. I, I want to talk about this scene for Thinking a second. Thinking I was strong there. Because this, this is one of those scenes that, that raised the big gay rainbow flag. Thought I was a fool that, playing by the rules. Because the main character goes, instead of to the girlfriend, to... to Grady's the girl. The gods Grady, may throw which, the dice. Which their is, mind's as cold as ice. Gr- here's the, the, the thing with the character, Grady is a very conflicting character. He's kind of a bully. He's kind of not. Like, he's a yeah, frenemy. He's a bully because he's a frenemy. it's his way of flirting. But you never see Grady like being cool to him until like they do the push-ups. He's like, yeah, but he like, loves him. You. All right. But like he goes to him, so Jesse goes to him. Like he and I want, I want to, I want to raise this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go this, on, go on. I want to raise this rainbow flag. And someone way down here loses someone dear in this next scene. I am down. You for know what my mom would say? Give me a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go. You know what so, Johnny Joan would say? Drink it or fucking I'm wear drinking. It. So, go oh, on. you still have that? Could you let Cincinnati Jeff talk? It's not I, the cure for stupid. So bottoms up. I would take it really to tough. my closest friend. At the time. Hey, I absolutely would. I okay. absolutely would. So if this was happening to you, Cincinnati Jeff, you would bring it to Nachos McWerewolf. I would have, uh, at, at that time, at that time in my life, I would have brought it to Bogey. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I believe I, I would have rode Go my genius. bike over to Bogey. So, okay, so, so, okay, what happens between Jesse and Grady so in that's, this pivotal that's, scene? That never, that never rings homosexual to me. We're, and that's the big thing. Like that raises a flag to them. They're like, "Okay, that's a good point." Go, Actually, he, I, he I go, see that. Goes, to you. He goes to his friend. It's like he goes to his male hey, friend. one like, gay guy at a time. Because like it's like no 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 no. Because like that, it's your turn to talk. That, yeah, it's a problem because like they say like oh he goes to his male friend, but there are so many final girls that go to their other female characters. Good point. I I feel that. Like, like I totally the of them believe it. Like go to their female friends more than they go to their boyfriends. Like Cindy and Brenda. But in this point, it's like a point of contention where like they have to point like zero down on it. Like he goes to fucking uh fucking Grady. It's like I got he's gay. Yeah, it can be but interpreted it, yeah. either way. I agree. All right, everybody, shut up. Because the part we're talking about, Jesse shows up and read the fuck out of it. Grady shows up. Jesse shows up and <laughs> and he puts his hand over his mouth. Whoa, whoa, and he goes. I'm gonna stay with you tonight. He goes, "What the fuck, dude?" Ah! Right? He's like, 
I need you to watch me sleep. So it's this exact scene from the original. I love you. (laughs) But with a couple more pickles involved kind of shit. Anyway, soon after that, Jesse. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. On his way to Grady's place. Do you know what he stops to? I don't know, Chief. Well, he takes a detour. Where's it go? It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Say it. YMCA. You dick in my mouth. There's a dick in my ass. You can hang out with all the boys. (laughs) So I feel like... Grady's line to Jesse really moved me when he said, Jesse, my bounty is as boundless as the sea. My love is deep. The more I give to thee, the more I am, for both are infinite. You can come on my butt. I that was literally a line in the screenplay by William Shakespeare. One thing. And does it all by himself. Young man! I'll I'll put your pride on on the shelf! Say, young man! I fucking shit in my pants! I say, young man! Wow! It's fun to stay at the YMCA! YMCA! We are doing the hand gestures, listeners, in case you hadn't grasped that. Hang out with all the boys Like Jesse and Grady Coach Cincy Nacho Why are you gay? Take a big one Because I was born that way, not just like werewolf I have a t-shirt that says so Born this way, Versace A collaboration between Donatella and Lady Gaga And we are back Soon after So what happens between Jesse and Grady? Hold my hand Don't touch me! Is that what happened? But don't only my boyfriend gets to call me that. So well, what? I, I can be so Jesse and Grady are together in Rob. bed. They're close. They're intimate. And then, mm-hmm. and then, correct. It's for my boss. And then, all right. What happens? So in anyway, their love, uh, in, the, in the saga of their love for each other, uh, Grady fucking nods off and just doubles over in terrifying pain, and Grady wakes up to see him. Usually being, that happens after he comes. Hi Being ripped the double fuck apart. Grady, he's so inside now, me. He's inside me. Inside me? Is this, wait, 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 is, this, is Grady a bottom? No. So this is the best part. This is the, in my opinion, one of the best parts of the movie. The best part of the franchise. Drink the drink. By the way, drink because the drink. Freddie. Breaks out of Jesse. Like, he breaks out of him dirtily. Right. Like, it's fucking uh, horrible. Cincy, uh, my slick and nasty. So, like, Jesse's arm fucking becomes, like, this chronoculus, like, fucking... Yeah, so sweater's popping out. Where, where this film is strange for me is that, okay, so... Oh, yeah. Talking Darryl, about strange. Daryl Breep, the fake Meryl Streep, she is ultimately Jesse's founda- uh, salvation from Freddy. Mm, but it's weird. We're not, we're not there, Chief. It's weird to we're me. Not, uh, put, put up a no, 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 no. Just real quick. Okay. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. It's yes, interesting yes. to me that Freddie is standing in the way of the consummation between Jesse and Grady, just like he was standing in the way of the consummation between Jesse and Coach Schneider. I don't. Is Freddie a homophobe? Sorry, I don't, sorry, I don't, sorry, I don't, sorry, yeah, sorry. I don't think we're there. Save that for the bonus episode. 
right, go on. So Jesse is transforming in this scene. I love this. He, scene. He's it's Franken. He's Franken Friday. He's like, oh, Graham is a good. Freddie, don't be a homophobe. Love is love. Here's the coolest. So part. he falls back. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because here's the coolest part. In in his mind, in his mouth, he spreads his mouth out, and there's the eye. There's Freddie's eye. You mean he's gaping? There's Freddie's eye. Drink that. Uh, just deep in his throat. Breathe through your nose, Freddie. That's the trick. It. He fucking he spreads okay, his mouth dead. out, and it's fucking Freddie's eye. But okay, this serious. is the point where you got to pay attention because schnick, schnick. There's a distinct. There's a distinct. Oh change. yeah. About a glove. Taint. Hello. Because after Grady dies, or actually during Grady dies, what, what does that glove look like? Schnick. Oh yeah. So the whole thing. Uh, slap my booty hole if I'm wrong, Abba Queen. Uh, my dancing queen. At this point. So. Uh, oh, he has the OG on. Uh no. Um, so he has the oh it's original. I'm oh, sorry, I'm a lefty, so it's the right hand, and so the the claws are pop pop populating mm. from it. Yes, yes, and they look that way from that point on through the movie. Oh yeah, they never change. You never see the glove. Interesting. From that point on, you see Jesse's fingers and his manipulated. Well, Even- wait a minute. So if, if we are going like so in a way Grady's death sort of like emasculates Jesse. Uh get the Bengay. I think he's reaching too hard. Uh, well, Perdone. I I just feel like th- this is a turning hey, point coach, in the film. Hey coach, let let's stop you. Because I feel like if Frederick would have done it with his left hand, it would have been this sinister Paul. Ooh. Okay, so Freddie kills Grady. No. Jesse kills Grady. Either or, I don't give a fuck. Here, no, drink this Definitely, definitely Freddie. Okay, so Freddie killed Coach Schneider. Freddie kills Grady. Interesting. And, and he moves on to the poo party. All right. The so, poo party. The poo party. Do we? Oh my God, have you been to so the poo party? So you can party? articulate your thoughts. Okay, so yeah, just, this is what the AI <laughs> was saying me. was the hot tub. The hot tub. Well, because it gets hot in that pool. Let's go for a smoke break. Uh, you you took the script away from me. Oh, Dummy. yeah. Sorry. Can boss. I read it? You probably could. Just read it. Just do it. Okay, yeah. Well, just, 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 just hurry it up. Make it happen. Pause it. No, no. That's all you, buddy. Oh, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. I, I haven't seen this I movie in a while. Sap- but so Freddy has now robbed jesse of the chance for romantic consummation with both coach schneider and grady and now he fancy reading boy shut up pause it okay no so finish it finish it finish it he finds lisa and falls into her arms bloody and agonizing over oh wait the whole granite city steel part so okay so now jesse goes to lisa he's like i i gotta be hetero i i I, I, Freddie has taught me that if I love a man, I, they're going to die. Like Angelique oh, so told weird. Barnabas about okay, anyway. various women who weren't her. Look how I plug Dark Shadows. Also, your ink's hurting. So basically what I'm hearing yeah, is that Freddie is basically Angelique. Okay. I feel it. You're about here. I feel it in my bones. Pool party. 
poo party, yes. Lara Parker, if All you're right. listening to this, I want to take you to dinner. <sighs> I really admire you. Also, don't. Wait, am I too close? I was trying to ASMR this. So what happens next, Cincinnati Jeff? So Grady, Grady and Lisa are in an embrace. No, no, you had it. We're on the last page. No, I can do it. I, yeah. Where's it at? Hair, hair down. I Young can. man. Okay, so. I will come Okay, so Lisa butt. begs for her life and, and pleads with Jesse to come through. Poised for the kill, Freddy is about to slash at her. So now Freddy is about to destroy Jesse's consummation with Lisa. So it's not about homosexuality or heterosexuality. It's about... Killing that bitch! Something stops him. A glint of recognition in his eyes, his features contorting into confusion. Freddy screams out and runs away from Lisa and into the night. So Freddy can't bring himself to kill this at, at the pool party? This Meryl Streep wannabe. Oh yeah, he's doing a tongue job in between. And then titties. a rampage of terror follows. Oh my mother. So finally, God. Freddy's gonna kill yeah, a couple this. people. Because, uh, more than a couple. Little I, I dumb, think? dumb, little dumb dumbs. Like, oh my God, all the they, hot they, dogs they, are. What happens? Yeah, I got it. Little dumb dumbs freaking out because hot dogs are exploding. So he throws them into the grill. And everybody applauds him. Everything's cool. Until Frederick motherfucking Kruger explodes from a place that doesn't exist and does some very anti Freddy Krueger shit. Mm-hmm. Does he? Does he not? Yeah, he shows up and what? starts Jason Voorhees and a motherfucker at a pool party. So it's the pool party massacre. What? What the would you? Tub. That's a good movie. Oh, because he is. This is the best part. What do you describe as an anti-Jason Voorhees kind of bullshit? Oh, no, anti-Freddy, pro-Jason. So Freddy yeah, doesn't yeah, usually yeah, massacre yeah. people, is what you're saying. Yeah. But here's the thing. He doesn't... He He's never been profiled. This is the sequel to the franchise that never existed. So what What do you... What do points, you... Isn't it, Jeff? What do you profile that as? His, po- his powers, his, his appointments. That, well, well, give it to me. Give it to me. Get your jack off your shoulders. Give me the meat and give it to me raw. All right. Look, here's dope. Freddy invades Yo, the pool was- party, boils the pool water, and spreads Shh. flames everywhere, slashing at random at the young party guests. Oh, oh, oh are we, are Lisa's we ta- father attempts to fire it. No, no, Freddy hold up, hold up. With a shotgun? Did we get to the best part? Shows up. Yeah, he does. Hey, man. And he, hold on. Like, y'all guys need to calm no, down no. and shit. Because, no. Here's what you're missing. Ooh, ooh, the this climax is, is obviously the best part. Thanks, boss. This is the only, this is the first time he says it. You're all my children now. Actually, so this dude. So yes, Freddy is yes, sort of like first time he says it. So Freddy first is, fucking time he says Freddy it. Freddy is like a kind of father that's like trying to protect his children from sex. Uh, I think he's being facetious. Anyway, so the whole thing is just like okay. Does is Freddy? Oh. Shut up. That sound cool. This anyway, is the big question of the film. So this dude comes Freddy up and he's like, "Hey man, Freddie, like you're fucking burned. You're all crispy and shit. Like, calm down, dude. Let's talk." He goes, "Fuck you!" And just like bitch slaps him with a claw, and then like the fucking fire erupts <sighs> in the background, and then Frederick is like, "You're all my children now." So now the dream has become reality. Like we're we're. Freddy doesn't yeah, need you to fall asleep. No, no, That's no, what makes this no, film so no, unique. No, no, no. no, no. no. Uh, Wait, what? 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 Part two is um. 
Just, 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 just. No, it's not. We'll a, tell you when you're it's old. Not, it's not a dream movie. That's no, but that's what, what I'm saying. It yeah, it's important. not about dreaming. It's it, Freddy. Freddy is omnipotent. He can do anything. Mm, yeah, no, but uh, Freddy can possess people that live in the house of Nancy. Oh, it's dependent on Nancy. I'm not going to say their asses, but this movie is okay. I like this movie. This movie is very entertaining. It, All right, it, it is. It that's that's what makes it so good is that he can come into the real world. He fucks these people up in the real world. They're they're not dreaming. He he takes those guys in the fucking pool party. You know, you I've know, taken guys in a stop. pool party before stop. too. It's oh, oh. Finish finish movie nachos because yeah, we're, come on, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna bring get to it that. home. Yeah, we're gonna get to my thing. Somebody gave daddy the keys. All right. Lisa runs to the Lisa old- Lisa in the cult jam. Okay, real talk. Can we just call this Granite City Steel? Yeah. <laughs> so th- I love this power plant has never been set up in the plot. Go on. Uh, oh, anyway, but it has. So times. they go all the way to the fuck there, and Maybe. there are two Rottweilers with coach look fucking baby faces with fucking. And I mean like black guys R and Bs. I'm talking like fucking baby faces. <laughs> So Lisa is <laughs> fucking like baby faces. Fucking we are crazy. We got they are anyway. dogs with children's faces. All right. Anyway, and they're just saying like Freddie came to here to get his powers, and uh, fuck that. Dead serious. Uh, little ma'am fun size and my amazing girlfriend. Oh, okay. Fuck it. I'll do it. I'll do it right now, uh, guys. I was gonna save it. I was gonna tell you guys off air. We adopted. What, a cat? No. How right, so fucking dare you? I don't understand. Fi- finish no. the point of the story. Yeah. Sarah, <clears throat> who you've never met, and that's not her name. Her name is Bera. There's a phone there. Anyway, All right, so move I, on. I'm going to show you guys. Can we finish this movie? Because yeah, I, please, I need, please. To, I need yeah. to get finish through this. The I need to finish. I have to finish this for the sake of my life. I do, too. Because... All right, fine. Freddy. That hole in your face. Stop. Anyway. Lisa. Anyway. Power plant. So, Granite City Steel or not. Because I always thought it was in the school's basement. So, hey, whatever. Yeah, the anyway. listeners don't know where Granite City is, but it's really sketch. Well, they do. Do they know Detroit's butthole? Man, we're back. Anyway. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll use the words. Lisa runs the old power plant where Freddy Krueger used to work, thinking that she might be able to save Jesse there. God, her love is so powerful. She finds him and tells him that she loves him. Lisa and- is a fag hag. I'm not afraid of saying that word. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and that's actually what works because. She had actually stabbed him several times. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so you know what wins this movie, guys? It's the power of love! So basically, what I remember is Lisa's like, I love you! And Jesse's like, the power of heterosexuality compels me! No, no. Uh, You're Lisa. I'm Freddy. Okay, let's do a dramatic reenactment. Of course. Oh, 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 Jesse. Shut up, bitch! I'm Freddy. So, Whatever. No. Yeah. We're at the spot. Me. What do you like? What you didn't like? Let's oh, do no, no. We're, we're okay, so b- b- basically, b- 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 listeners, 
Lisa's heterosexual passion for Jesse saves you him from Freddy. You know what saved the movie? It's the power Fred. of love. All that's right, Freddy's and only weakness. It's heterosexuality. And go. And Lisa's like, oh my God, I look like shrill meat, and I just need to like reverse fuckify you. And then Jessup's like, no, I'm not doing anything wrong. And then everything lights on fire. And the game dope. is on again. So, 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 friend. so, Jesse from, from inside of Freddy's body is in igniting the the power of the boiler room and, and setting things on fire. Ooh, right? Yeah, things just hot. explode. I mean, heat is a big theme in this. Right? Movie. Yeah, because like so, like things start to explode, and it's, oh! it obviously upsets Freddy, but it it clearly is is Jesse. Jesse, from inside him, who's like starting these fires. Jesse's passion now is destroying Freddy. Yes. So no, like, don't touch me, bro. It, it's Freddy, obviously, who's who's the who's the big power. But like Jesse inside him is like, oh, I want to start these fires, and like that's what start uh, sets him on fire and, and burns him out. Yeah, and like the power of love saves the movie. Yeah, guys. so We're I mean, I think page. ultimately, as much as I would like this to be a queer affirming movie, it's like Freddy well, so was saves- almost teaching Jesse to be hetero. Pussy saves the day. So, what we get is Jesse right emerges from the ashes of Freddy, like a phoenix, in front of Lisa. And then it, this this is fun. So if you watch it on PlayStation and you watch it like 1.5 speed, uh, it's very like claymation style where it's like super like weird. But oh, like it makes sense. no, bitch. However, it looks so cool. And then at the end, you get to the point where Jesse's parents are like all of a sudden like, oh, hey, Jesse, you're Jesse! cool. Everyone's fun. And he's like, Jesse's like, yeah, me too. And I get on the bus. And I like this because. Yeah, it's a nice callback. Because you see the car earlier, So we have Jessie. Lisa, Shrill Meep, and then her friend with his... Uh, she looks like kind of Elaine from Seinfeld, but with a big-ass wig. And she's like, oh, my God, everything's cool. I'm so glad. What about that pool party? And Everything's cool. Do- oh, fucking Freddy well, Claw through the chest. Welcome back, bitches. The number one sign is that there's welcome no there's no Jesse car because he's not, he's not driving the dinosaur. Welcome back. He's on the bus that is existed as earlier. Oh, they said they had that sweet body glove. Fucking, oh, I'm drunk, dude. And then <laughs> they go through it, and it's like, hey, things are cool, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, the fucking uh, Jesse's like, no, the bus is going too fast, and the fucking glove no, it's not, dude. bust out through her, and it's like, oh, my God, it's fucking Friday. It's like, shit, and it's the fucking end of the movie. It's And like, scene. Yeah, right? I, I, I think it's a wonderful callback, and what I'm getting from Yo, this coach, whole story. Your, your nards are hanging out of your shorts, dude. I wish they were. And, well, end fruit. of the movie. Isn't a scary movie. All right. But, uh, hey, slick and nasty. What Jeff, happens what after do do? the end of the movie? I haven't done this before. We're about to find out, dum dum. It's my first time. Hmm, All right, well, let's let's talk some kill count. Do you kids want to see a dead body? We've oh, got geez. we've got ten kills on do we? screen. Oh shucks! Number one, Coach Schneider is the first one. Like God, uh, thirty minutes into the movie. R.I.P. Goodbye. Slashed across the back of finger knives. He went out the way he lived. Number two, Grady. 
Oh, slash stabbed through the Wait, torso. Are those really the first two? Yeah, I know, boss. Yeah, I know. yes, wow. yes, they really are. Wade slash the reactor. Crazy, crazy for a, for a nightmare. Yeah, I mean that's 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 up to like the last thirty minutes. Ooh. Uh, so and on Friday the thirteenth, number three through. Uh, I want to say eight. Pool party massacre. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number three through eight are fucking pool party guys. Uh, number Hot three tub. slashed four and five and six. Uh, sorry. Number three is slashed. Four and five are boiled. Number six is burned. We, number we, seven is trampled. Can we talk about the pool party? And these be- are all anonymous characters. Number like eight is stabbed. People. Can we yeah. talk about the pool party MVP? Uh, that, <clears throat> that's, this, this, to me, this to me is the best part of the movie. Okay, so here Freddy is punishing everyone for their teenage hormones. Now, hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimp in a minute. Coach, you're Frederick Krugerin. I'm all the people at the pool party. Okay. Oh, I'm Freddy. I'm going to punish you for your teenage expression of sexuality. Yo, bro, like, we're just trying to hang out and have some beers and hot dogs and shit. No, like, could you let us chill? I, 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 I represent the force of society condemning oh, people man. for expressing their desires no that's for you only uh, heterosexual marriage between one man and suck. one woman anyway to you're me. all my children now anyway that, so freddie's a thank republican you, you. so say that again say that again you're all my children now and what is the first movie that's ever repeated in uh, I believe it is Freddy vs. Jesuan. No, the first time that it was ever said is... This movie. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, the first time You're they said welcome. it. You're Obvious. Yes, this is the Denata. first time. The first time he ever says this is, You're all my children now. So basically, I feel like almost Freddy views himself as like a protector. Like Freddy. Bom, bom, Freddy not, thinks not, he's doing something good. Not a protector, but a challenger. Bom, yeah, bom, like bom, Freddy. Bom, 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 bom. Freddy is in a way almost like the man. Like he's society. Okay, right? uh, you're, you're sounding like Andrew Tate right now. We all live in a society, not just McQuarrie. Oh my god, I'm gonna punch your jaw off your head and fuck you in the ass with it and throw it around. Don't promise right, things so you can't So we've follow. got two more. We've got uh, not just We'll be negotiator slashing thrown into the grill. I, mm, I, that's I, the guy who's like, "Hey, God, hey, dude, he's like good." I don't think he died per se, but hey, you know. And then we've got Carrie who is stabbed through the back with the finger knives. Carrie, Carrie. So, what is your favorite death in this movie? You know, I'm it's so clear. I'm gonna flip the script. Oh, Get, go guess on. Guess first. Guess first. Oh, well, I was just going to say. Coach! It, it's so clear for Coach Lingerie to say this, but the death of Coach Schneider is an iconic, erotic, phantasmagoria moment. That's a good word. And also, you need to think about it. That's a double kill because he has a quado in him, too. <laughs> well, the death of, bam, Co- bam, bam, the, the death of Coach Schneider is probably the most visually stunning moment of the whole film. It's slapping them booty cheeks and ah, I yeah, mean it's sexy, it's words, scary, I thought I it's would surreal. Never, it's it's amazing. I, words, I I thought I would never say I have more of a butt than he don't. All right, so not just what, what is yours? Oh, she keep talking. Don't uh, pick the same one as me, copycat. 
It's Coach Schneider. Like, am I wrong? Wow. Nope, nope. Fuck Imitation that. is the fuck sincerest that. form of flattery. Fuck that. It's the parakeet. God damn it, Jesse. What do you feed him? Something like cheap, cheap. It was a cherry bomb. Fireworks, it cherry bombs. It was a fucking cherry bomb. It was a fucking cherry bomb. Clearly, it's hey, fucking hey, cherry uh, bombs. Slick and nasty, Jeff. How about you? Yeah. Tell us the Hot truth. Dog. Tell us the truth, Cincinnati, Jeff. The truth about you. Slick and it's, it's the coach. The coach. Wow. Thank it's you. it's the best one. It's the way he ties him up, the way he drags him in there. Like the coach is like fucking but, anticipating fucking serious damage, but he's like, fuck, no, I don't like this. I don't want this. Like, I do not want non con right. is what they call it. A big fat uh who knows this trivia? Who was the bartender at Don's bar? Someone who got big tips. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you don't have to top your head, I don't. I don't. Rob Shea. All right, you. you Robert Shea was the bartender. Yeah, the producer. Yeah. Do you want to play a game? New line. Are we playing a game? Uh, should we take a break? Never uh, have no, I ever. No. Never have I ever no, no, I, dressed I, I, in a harness at a leather bar. I, all right. Let hey, let's do some stuff you should know. Yeah. Okay. Stuff I should know. Mellow greetings. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle. So, New Line Cinema originally didn't ask Robert England to return as Freddy Krueger and refused to give him a pay raise. Bad form. A stuntman was originally cast as Freddy, and at the start of production, after two weeks of filming, Robert Shea realized this was a terrible idea and a bad lapse in judgment, fired the stuntman, and brought Robert England in Bobby met his demands. So, this is... Post, obviously Halloween, several Halloween sequels and and Friday the Thirteenth sequels, and there were they they would say things like, "What's it's just a man in a mask? No, nope. why can't we just get another guy? Why can't I, they? I'm sorry, who the fuck why is that? They? It's a man out of time. Who the fuck is that? He my crime. It's called acting. Look it he, up. There are no pool. small parts. Only who the small fuck actors. Is that? Well, hangs out with the pool. He's fucking cable, right? Yeah. So they they were like, no, this guy. We can just we can just put another guy into it. Oh, they they shot like one of the that the shower scene and bum, shower bum, scene. Bum, bum. Shower and they scene? were like, "This is a bad idea." So they brought Robert England back and met his met his salary ass, which by the way was actually very minimal. He's not a man in a mask though. He's a man in like he is the man masking. He he is, but he isn't. So. Uh, Michael J. Fox was considered for the role of Jesse Walsh, mm. but he was unable to uh, meet the commitments because of Back to the Future and Teen Wolf. Both, Imagine how erotic that would have been. Both filmed in the same year. I have to call bullshit on one thing. So remember our good friend, our Polish meat master, mm-hmm. Jakey Steiger, called me up the other day, and I, I, I'm operating my vehicle. I don't, I don't text, and he left me a four. Sitting, you know, paragraph kind of shit. Hey, buddy. And anyway, so I, I got to the beautiful girlfriend's house and I, and I saw it. And he said, Go on. Michael J. Fox died. And I said, No, the fuck he didn't. Because this is a thing Jake and I do. Scott Wolf died. Martin Lawrence died. And we'll, we'll do this game so we'll forget about it. And Marshall from the horrible, well, well, I've got a story. So I was telling my my wife earlier. I'm sorry, who? My wife. Thank you. So I'm hanging out at my old place, uh, the house before I have this house. 
On Constance. And I got one kid who sleeps upstairs, and I'm watching this. I'm, I'm flipping through the, the cable channels, and I'm I'm paying for the... I'm paying for a cable, and I'm just... I'm, I'm just, sorry, who the fuck is that? Whatever Whatever's happening is happening. And I see <laughs> Kevin Nash, right? Fucking big, <gasps> Super sexy, Shredder. Big, yeah, 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 yeah. Super Shredder. Fucking Kevin Nash. Fucking Big Diesel. Right? Too sexy. I'm fucking watching it. I'm like, oh man, it's fucking Kevin Nash. Whatever it was. I fucking I sit and I watch it. And I'm watching this thing for like 15 minutes. And Mike shows up. Uh, nachos. And I'll say, hey, right on. Supreme has a I literally don't even know who you are. So so Nachos shows up at my door and I let him in. And he's like, Sucker! He goes, what are you watching? I was like, I don't know, man. It's fucking it's your first mistake. I, whatever it is, fucking fantastic. It's it's got fucking Kevin Nash. There's a big fight scene going on. It's fucking awesome. Hi, Bogey. And he fucking, he grabs the remote and he's like, let me see it. Fucking pulls it fucking from my hand. I'm a jack elf. He goes, this is Magic Mike XL. He goes, stop it. I go, no, it's not. And uh, we keep arguing about it. And I go, all right, fine, whatever. But I really fucking like it. I want to watch it. I want to finish it. Um, So I, I end up watching the whole fucking time. Wait, so you watched Magic Mike XL. Hi, the so, sequel. So I think they the, made a part three. The dude. main point I feel like as we head toward the end of the podcast is what is stronger: the homoerotic tension in Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge, or the homoerotic tension in this room right now? Do you feel threatened? Uh, so the original the bonds are strong. I just I just want to tell that story. Because I thought it was funny. Because he came in and he found it. Oh my gosh! I I mean I love it. But <laughs> all um, right. So the original glove from A Nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen four, was used in this movie. It was also seen hanging on the wall from the workshed of Evil Dead. I'm sorry, what? Number two, Evil Dead Two. Workshed. So this is in response to. The, so for those of you that don't know, this is fun. This is in response to Evil Dead. Uh, had a television screen of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, hold up! Let's I go, did not. Let's know go that. one better. In the original Evil Dead, and a part of there was a Hills Have Eyes, a continued banter between Sorry, directors Wes Craven and Sam Raimi. How meta! When Wes Craven uh, loaned the glove to the Nightmare on Elm Street Three Dream Warriors set, it I'm was sorry, lost. W- which film? Well, Wes Craven loaned it uh, to Part it's Three. Can I borrow it for the black party at CC Slaughter's so during Bear Week next year? It was it was lost until uh, it was found by a Freddy fan, Mike Becker, in an auction, in an eBay auction in 2009. I know that guy. I mean, what, uh, what so, can't you get on eBay? Uh, makeup effect artist uh, Kevin Yeager replaced David B. Miller, who designed the Freddy makeup for the original. Yeager only had a few pictures of the original as a film reference, so he redesigned Freddy's look. Studying pictures of burn victims, he changed Freddy's look, namely by bringing out facial bones, and he uh, he said his intent was to make Freddy look more male, witchy. Witchy, who do And gave Freddy red and amber eyes to make him more demonic looking, which is actually pretty cool because, like... It's dope. One of the big things that like Freddy's has in this movie, like he has another, it's like the dark circles that that is non-existent. I love that he's got that in this. Yeah, and then finally, uh, uh, this film failed 
as uh, New Line Cinema moved on, this would have not survived. This movie, being a hit, was not big enough uh, to finally give the studio some cash flow, but it did. And uh, in the following years, New Line Cinema rode the Elm Street train to further success and had a hit with another horror series, Critters. That's right. 1986, which cranked out John Waters movies and turned out to be both a respectable and profitable mini major during the Robert Shea micromanaged series, which was the which Robert Shea. We, we, we see him called out in every. Do you want me to jump in? I think you're losing your wind. We, we see him called out in, in every uh, credit. I'm excited to get to the climax of this. So episode. Rob Shea was the it's, he's he's the new line guy. No, no, he was the guy that gives Jesse the beer. So do we the, have some idea of why this film was a so-called failure? Uh so I I have a I have a thing about why it's a success but not a failure. Okay. So so it was a failure and a success. Take a big swipe of, of that. Yeah, I have a swipe. I would love this. Here, let me take a big one. Easy, it's not the cure for stupid. Perfect for the episode. What are we, five I've hours taken long? a big one before, but yeah. it really... Is that why you were walking like a cowboy earlier? Yeti up, Pilgrim. Uh, no, I so, was just going to uh, say this, that This the, was actually a success, so... On top of the mediocre performance in the U.S., on top of this, the film was released on November 9th, the previous year, the first one. 9-11. And they, and they had basically like a year to go and do the, sec- the sequel. As a result, tensions were high. The hours were long, and the film work was hard. There was no real time to stop and a second guess for the direction of the film. In the Never Sleep Again documentary, Robert England recalls several moments where the filming, uh, such as the pool sequence where Freddy appears to the teenagers outside of the dreams, where he struggled to playing the part, was so much it felt like he was going to against the rules of the first installment. It really was. And the film was extremely well received in Europe oh, as well, residents of those countries caught and loved the sexual overtones. The over- oh, what? The overseas popularity is what convinced producers to continue making sequels to this. Yeah, so basically because Europeans aren't as uh, prudish as Americans, exactly. so we that, have more... That, that, um, yeah, fight, I, uh, I wanted to get to that. that. It was so important that they got this, that they it was because of that that they continued with the series. Because after this, everything, every movie after this was a cookie cutter of the first one. Yeah, just a copy. But this so but because of this debatable what makes this film This isn't Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, but what, what makes Nightmare on Elm Street two Freddy's Revenge unique is that it is experimental, it's different, it's challenging the form. This ain't Cronenberg. Calm down, dude. Alright, so let's Which move, on. Let's move on to our final cuts. Well, what do you know? I asked for final cut, and I got it. <laughs> All right. We all have our emotional support Jawas. Guess first. Yeah, guess. Ask me anything. I'm going to open the book. Coach Lingerie, three inches long. Here's what we talk about. What you liked, what you didn't like. What you could approve on. Okay, so. And, yeah, and you give it your best whatever out of ten. Oh, favorite kills, too. All right, so very We're simple. That. Sorry, I'm drunk. 
I think that the intense and erotic sexual tension between fuck you, Nachos McWerewolf, between cards, right? Jesse and Grady. Coach Schneider and with Grady, and then also Jesse's like very Jesse's very tense relationship with his parents is all feeding me life like it's it's dramatic it's strong it it gives you the chills uh i really don't like the ending of this movie i hate that the weakest character who has very little motivation is boring hold the hand say and how did they defeat freddy it's the power of love. I just okay. Aside from a queer reading of it, I think it's a boring ending. Like, is Freddie ever defeated by love in future sequels? Nobody gets his brought weakness? back to life by dog piss. Like, so that's why. Weird. Why in this instance is Gerald Dreep's love for Jesse <laughs> like why, the, why? 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 Why does that stop Freddie? Like the, the I don't understand. Freddy it. is is very weak. It's it's, it's, it's very piss poor. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it's weird, yeah, because like you don't even see Jesse. He's inside of Freddie, and you you have to interpret it this like it's like yo, it's Freddie. It's like all of a sudden, like the brother room stuff like turns on, and no, that's no, what hurts Freddie. It's like is is Jesse doing it from inside of Freddie's body? I no, hate, hold up, hold up. I hate this idea. That there's a reading of this film where Freddie is sort of helping Jesse to overcome his youthful homosexuality and embrace a heterosexual life. Thank go God ahead, for go the ahead. epilogue. Go ahead, Nachos, for, for the ending, right? You're talking about the ending? Okay, so, like, he he's the fucking, like, he's the used prophylactic. He's the puppet. He's all that shit. Remember that scene in Grady? He's like, ah, I feel so good because I got all this Freddy. He nutted deep in me kind of shit. So Freddy is human Discovery. And then like, remember, he's like, ow, I, my, my, my arm is all Freddy fine. And like all the. And then you look deep into the maw of his mouth and you see the that's dope. And then when he slashes out, that's great. But. Uh, other than that, I mean, like, the surreal aspect of this film is fucking a 10, but, uh, dead serious, like, this movie came out less than a, less than a year, less than a year, so it it was, it was in theaters less than a year than the first movie came out, yeah, and uh, you can tell. Because it's a solid, queer classic up until the final act. Yes. The last 15 minutes of sir. this are the weakest, uh, except for the epilogue. Sir, I'll tag on you, and you'll have your whole thing. Uh, I just, like, I don't know. This movie's cool. It has, it's it's not canon. It's, it's not, not canon? It's not canon. It's not not canon. It's a whole different thing, because, you know, Freddy Krueger's don't work in the IRL. Are you saying it's like Halloween season of the witch? It, uh, no. No, that's it's not like that. They, they do talk about it. Um, in uh, Freddy vs. Jason, it gets brought up uh, yeah. in archive footage. Uh, so for a what I'm saying is they they were too ambitious trying to reinvent the shit, but they didn't like pay attention to the core concept. Kind of yeah, thing. I mean, I think that the third movie um, is a much better sequel to the first movie than this. We're not talking about that, bitch. Perdona me. Uh, so okay, we all. Perdona moi. 
So did we all? I, I'm drunk, and we've been at this for like so, five uh, hours it, now. It, it, this is gonna be a long hey, episode. Hey, coach, uh, what, what it, do you think? Uh, three hours and twenty five minutes. I would coach, give it. I would give it seven. Bup, 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 bup. Wait, we're, do we're I not, not rate the, it? We're not. I don't rate yeah, it yet. No, yeah, yeah, you, he would absolutely rate it. Oh yeah, I don't rate it. Hold no, on. Let, I can let make it. Let him. Let him have his day in court. Oh wow! We're, take your jaw off. Thank you. Um, Please, I would give, coach lingerie. I would give this film seven enforced sadomasochistic push-ups out okay. of ten for. <laughs> Sexy, delightful, campy, fun, and a lackluster. We, we 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 did neglect to talk about that. So earlier, when he does the first set of push-ups, just right or it's, laps. Ooh, it's, hello. It's about laps. So later on, he has to do a second set, and it's just it's it's the same. He's wearing the same clothes. Him, Grady, and fucking everybody's wearing the same clothes. Yo, but since real talk, are you mining her nightly? All right, so uh, nachos, give us your. So you got seven out of ten. Seven out of, seven out of ten, man. Seven. If, if it just had a seven sexy sadomasochist out of ten. Yeah, sadomasochistic enforced push-ups. If okay, so it's like seven, just delicious, uh, just like uh, just like. That's, right. uh, that's, uh, that's a good. That's uh, a good rating. Three, four, up to seven, <laughs> but. Uh, I think that it would have been ten if it just had a different structure for the final act. That's or fair. So, that's you, fair. If you could have seen some hanging dong. All right, nachos. All right, all right. All right. The thing I haven't seen before. I don't. You know what? I give this movie seven point five exploding parakeets because did you search it right, Jeff? Did you do this with a cherry bomb? Point five more you, than mine. You, you did this. You did it. You, you know what that kid needs? He is a goddamn swift kick in the ass. Yeah. Kicking the butt. That's the fucking cherry bomb. Slick and nasty. Obviously. How about you, Chief? How are you feeling about this? No, give us give us why. Give us why. Uh, soundtrack. But you know what? You get Streryl Meep. You get a... I don't know. Let's... Okay, real talk. MVP. It, it's Grady. Who's the fucking... Who's the Chauncey of this? Wait, okay, just, just for a moment. Is Grady... A top or a bottom? Yeah, so uh, he's a tosser turn. Give us, give us a reason. Like you don't he's like Grady, versatile. you don't like. Oh no, like no, Jesse. no. Okay, so my shit is, I'm saying, I wish Grady hadn't died so early in the film. And bitch, well, he didn't really die early. But I, I, I wish. Was a, I guess he is halfway the, through. I, I kind of wish Grady was the final kill, but go on. It's a bummer that he's he's second. All right, so my shit is, I think Grady was the MVP character of this film, uh, Coach. Well, I mean, if you look at it as a love story between Jesse and Grady, yeah, like, I just, I wish, honestly, that Gerald Freep had died and then Grady had survived, but that's just my my masturbatory So who is your MVP desire. character of the film? Okay, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Chauncey. I really like Mom. Because she's so butch Dude, and she's representative. No, no Cheryl. Sucks. She's representative ah, she's like so of the butch. She's just. I, I really feel like uh, Jesse's parents do not have sex. She's worse than dad. Uh, Clue Gallagher. They haven't had sex since Cheryl the, since doesn't. the little sister was conceived. Uh, I'm sorry, nerd. You're you're gonna fuck off. Cincinnati Jeff. That was a joke, that? by the way. It's Grady. No, no, no. It's Coach Schneider. Coach Schneider is zaddy 
daddy, uh, no, papa, no, papi, no, no, hola, papi. That's Sli- Coach Schneider. Slick and nasty, Jeff. Like, I what, would what literally this? watch yeah, a porn of Coach Schneider, and I would, in they fact, They did with a little person. Off. It's called Total Recall. Just send me, send me the doing? porn parody. I, I'm i horny. All right, so... Coach uh, Schneider, that's my pick. Sorry. I have to agree with... Dr. fucking Coach fucking Lingerie. <laughs> I I liked Coach Schneider's death. I thought it was the coolest one in the franchise up to this point because Freddie is not somebody who takes into consideration their sexual preferences. Freddie fucks somebody over because Freddie wants to fuck somebody over in the worst way. And the way he does it with Coach Schneider is fucking really good. I want to know Coach Schneider's well, story. Like, how does he get away with this? Like, there's, there's what's his life like? Like, what? How? Fred, Freddie slashes his back into his in, into his like organs, but it, it doesn't. He doesn't need to beat him with those towels, but he does because it's Freddie, and that's the way he works. Okay, I'm, I'm the, sure it's it not Coach Schneider's if, first time being beat with right, towels on his little butt. It doesn't matter if you're black or gay. It doesn't matter. Like, Freddie's doing what Freddie does. But um, that's a good point. That, that's what I like okay, about. I'm just gonna say that's what I like uh, about Freddie. Hey, doing shut this up! Thing. My thing's more important. So I give it to Coach Schneider is my favorite death of all time in this movie. All right, well you're wrong, but that's okay. Who's your favorite death? Yeah, Ray. Mm. All right, oh. let's move on. You guys ready for some stuff you should know? Okay, cool, cool. Tell me everything. Everything. Hello, greetings. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle? All right. So New Line Cinema originally didn't ask Robert England to return for Freddy Krueger. And actually, this is fun. This is fun stuff. Refused to give him a pay raise. Dumb. A stuntman was cast as Freddy at the start of production. Oh, you can see. And after two weeks of filming, which you can see in the movie, like Nacho says, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Shea realizes this was a terrible lapse in judgment, fired the stuntman, and hired England, and met his demands. Y'all okay, buddy? Oh. So, so basically- they, they, they originally, they envisioned him as another Jason. Yeah. But and then realized after after this, they were like, oh, it's a bad idea. Well, Freddy is a very different character than Jason. You bet your baby. Well, so Michael J. Fox was considered as the role for Jesse Walsh. Yuck! But he was unable due to his commitments for Back to the Future and, excuse me, Teen Wolf. No, Who's uh, Clara? Uh, actually, I heard he couldn't read his lines. <laughs> uh, Parkinson's wasn't that bad, though. If anybody has seen the uh, parody video "Broke Back to the Future," by the way, I have. It's it's very moving, actually. Hey, like, if I I will. I'm a Doc Marty shipper for the rest of my life. If I any, showed I showed Mike. Uh, uh, sorry. sorry, so I showed Nachos a couple weeks ago. You the, have all failed. The uh, wax on fuck off by. Uh, Let's bring it on home because right. I still have a smasher slash. All right, all right. So uh, the original. Glove, and I have the AI. The original glove from A Nightmare on Elm Street was used in the movie and was also seen hanging on the wall of the workshed of Evil Dead 2. Workshed! 
This was in response to the use of the Evil Dead on a television screen in Nightmare on Elm Street and a part of the continued banter between directors Wes Craven and Sam Raimi. However, when Wes Craven eventually loaned the glove to Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, it was lost. And Oh, yeah, lost. At one point in time, it was finally found by a Freddy fan, Mike Becker, in an auction in 2009. Mike Becker, is that the horror geek? Mm-hmm. I love him. Uh, makeup effects artist Kevin Yeager replaced David B. Miller, who designed the Freddy makeup uh, for the original. Yeager only had a few pictures in the original film as reference, and so he redesigned Freddy's look. Studying pictures of burn victims, he made changes to Freddy's look, namely by bringing out the facial bones. He said his intent was to make Freddy look more a male Sexy. witch. Oh, I remember this. And gave Freddy red and amber eyes to make more of a demonic-looking fucking feature. He witch. Which is actually really cool because one Buddy, of the things... I think we did this. Yeah, I think we did it too, but it's okay. I love it again. We did, but not It's officially. kind of like... It's ba, 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 he's, he's He's so... He's so like his eyes are so dark in this. It, Amber it's alert! It's, yeah, it's, it's kind good. of like how Coach Schneider had them do the push-ups twice. It was even better the second yeah, time. Yeah, but they weren't doing those push-ups, my dude. So had this film failed, New Line Cinema might not have survived. The movie had not been a big enough uh, hit. Uh, finally, um, the second ripple had some uh, cash flow. But in the following years, New Line Cinema rode the film street. Uh, to uh, further success. Yeah, I remember this part. It was about the, Euro- the European market. Lo- okay, to paraphrase, the European market was like all about. Are we living in not, a nightmare? Not, Are you not, fucking not, with me? Not all of it. So uh, they had the hit with another horror series, Critters 1986. They no, this out- is real. We talked about this. I love Deja Vu. We did. We did. They cranked out John Waters movies, and they turned it into both a respectable and profitable mini major. During the 90s. However, all of that was a, an uncertain back, uncertain feature back when this film was being made. Studio head Robert Shea micromanaged every aspect of production, regularly confusing crew members uh, by stepping over the line and offering orders and which would have uh, survived during the director. That led to an understandably uneasy relationship between Shea and Jack Shoulder. On top of this, uh, it led to an understandably uneasy relationship. Uh, the production was remarkably rushed, slotted for a November 1, 1985 release, when the first film had already been released in 19... I'm sorry, November Less 9th of the previous year. As a result, tensions were high, and the hours were long, and the work was hard. This was no real time to stop and second guess, but... Uh, uh, everybody, yeah, go ahead. You've done so hard. Right. Well, I have to say, Shut up, that nerd. was beautiful. And if it's worth doing once, it's worth doing twice. Oh, basically, and sometimes third time's the charm. Basically, you know what I mean? the house that Freddie built was not the house that Freddie built because it took two films to get there. As it are all tensions were high. Okay, uh, guest director, then and the never sleep a. Uh, Never Sleep Again documentary, Robert England recalls several moments during the filming, such as the pool sequence where Freddy appears to two na- teenagers. It was going against rules set in the first installment. Like the whole movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because breaking rules. The film was extremely well-received, but 
you double dipped. Uh, you you did the same sentence twice. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, at the very bottom. With 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 the gay community in the in the UK. So yeah, as I said, right, European Europeans aren't prudes like Americans. So Final this film did thoughts. fine. My boy yes. gave it. Freddie is the warmest color. That's what I have to yeah. say. Yep. My so, boy, Cincinnati Jeff gave it eight out of. I gave it eight. Dog faced. I'm sorry, baby faced dogs out of ten. All right. And here's the thing. This is this is my favorite. Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh, bold statement. Absolutely my favorite. It's not the best. It's, not, again, the, it's not the worst. Again, I'm not a fucking um, NYU, NYU I'm student. I'm not an NYU student that fucking studies these things. I don't look for the ambiguous uh, uh, synergy in things. But it, it is no, fun. Oh, it's oh, dramatic. Not, Shut not, up, nerd. Not Dad's poking, got the floor. Not poking fun of you. My point is, is I'm a simp. And I, I don't mean it in a bad way. I like being a simp. I like that I look at movies and I just have fun with them. If they're fun and I enjoy them, if there's fucking just bloody fucking murders, I just like it. That's that's all I care about. That's that's all I care about. That's the best part about it. I got a game. Oh, no, we're going to get to that. So, and the AI. So my, my point is that I like these kind of things. I don't I get them. too over the top about this stuff. When Nachos came to me years ago, and he kept saying, "That's a gay movie." I'm That's not. I, I wasn't movie. being like derogative, and I was like, I "No, was like, I mean, you were the one who showed it to me." I know, right? And if I if anybody and, could and send off on it, yeah. It, it, the thing is that he, he showed it to me because he knew I would be super into it. I don't find it to be. I don't find the At subtext in it to be bad or exploitative. It, it, it's probably the straightest. I think it's honestly fascinating. Like it's it's a time capsule. It's so it's a it, it's indicative of a, of an era. Nachos, oh. what is your favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Uh I mean, I don't have one. It's just just give us one, just one. What it's it's the original. Hmm. So you love part three. I I, I think hey, everybody loves part three, but part I one, love part the two, and part three are all fascinating so and he, interesting in their own way. Hey, ways. Coach, do you want to see my so, giant-sized man thing? So, Coach, he, he would... Put it away! He, here's, here's, here, <laughs> Coach, here's how it would go. Here's how it would go. Right? Nachos and I would talk about top whatever horror movies, and I'd be like, oh, fucking Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He's like, no, that's gay. Yeah, I wasn't and I'd be, I'd be like, no. Well, I'd be like, no, it's it's a great one. He'd be like, no, it's part three, it's part four, whatever. Like, he, he would come to me, I'm like, no. He'd be like, no, it's gay. I would say and, and it's like, the most entertaining of the series, but it's the least debatable. like a Nightmare on Elm Street. Debatable. So, here's the thing: I I would take it at the '90s perspective of gay as yeah, like pejorative, dumb, or stupid, you know, like or like a, behind the time, whatever, whatever gay it was would mean. Time. Like gay didn't mean gay. Gay meant yeah. It wasn't like sucking dick or nothing. It was like you know, oh, this is. This is the I great. remember I went to middle school. Like, you know, gay men in the Midwest. <laughs> gay meant anything. It gated the thing is that gay didn't mean gay. Yeah, no, I, I was there. I, I lived through this. And so, so I remember. I was like, no, no, it's not. I be, I mean I I would adamantly like we no, would have arguments about this. I was yeah, like, I think, like I think shit. there's been this sort of shift. My my wife would wake up. I'm sorry, like, who? Wait, my wife. She'd Thank be like, you. "What are you guys fighting about?" I'm like, "Fucking Nightmare on Elm Street too." Uh, she's like, "We don't fight. We have conversations." She's like, "What is the problem?" I'm like, "Well, fucking Nachos thinks it's gay." She's like, "Is it not?" I'm like, "No, it's not gay. It's not gay." Well, 
I think and so we would have these we would have these conversations for years, years until until the uh, uh, Never Sleep Again documentary came out, <laughs> which Mark Patton got involved in very very adamantly, and and the director and the producer were like Jack Shoulder. We're like, oh yeah, uh, turns out I was actually making a gay movie. Like they they denied it for years. Well, yeah, so and then and then it like came out, and so like I looked at Mike and I or looked at Nachos, and I was like, oh, well, I I guess it is gay. I I never really realized it. And not so I it, think as a derogative. Yeah, I think. To, yeah, and that's why I told him like, oh, you never meant it that way. You never meant it. I I didn't realize he never meant it meanly. It's just he said it's gay, and I'm garbage. People, so and I, I speak the most. What it is gay? What frustrates me looking at film history is because of the laws and the policies and the way that gay creators and actors and writers and directors have been treated throughout cinema history, it's very frustrating because historians and film goers and film critics, whatever, people can look back and be like, no, they said this wasn't gay because they were trying to protect their asses. Because they were forced to do that. Oh yeah, and, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So it it's this sort of catch twenty two, I guess. That whenever people like, not to get political, but republic, but to we get, already did to get fucking political. As a Republican Democrat, the the conservatoires are always like, "Oh, why is everything gay nowadays? You're just trying to take everything from us and make everything gay." To quote Lizzo. Everybody's gay. So, so I just I just want to bring this up. Dope. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. So it's, this is a good conversation. When I look when I look at this movie and I I watched it and I told Nachos, hey, I was like, buddy. hey, I want to watch this movie. I love this movie. It's my it's my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. I love this movie. Watched it. I watched it again. I watched it three times since we discussed it. I was like, yeah, I want to watch it. So I don't. I do not I interpret do not. this as gay. So the most, I guess, homosexual scene or the blatant homosexual scene would be the coach. No. Nope. Hold on. It's, it's How turn. dare you have your opinion? In the gay bar who catches Jesse ordering the Jesse! beer. Right. And he, and he stops him. That would be what I would suggest as the most homosexual scene because he stops him. But. He also stops him. He, yeah, I mean, I, I think you the, remember the coach the, being a pervert. You might remember there, there, this scene differently there, because Coach Lingerie is there. He's like, well, "Do laps on my lap." There's an anti queer reading of this film mm. where we could say Freddie is explicitly pushing Jesse to reject homosexuality. I don't, I don't disagree. But when when the coach gets his ass beat by the whips, that's <laughs> literally. That's what the coach expects because yo, yo. that's the experience the coach has. Now, there's another one. Can we talk about this dude has no booty cheeks? And that's me saying. I know I you don't like, have any. I well, have like the absolute okay, butt. So the, the other big one Quato is has no butts. when Jesse doesn't go Jesse! to, to <laughs> Tina. Nope. Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, okay. We could call Lisa. Lisa but I, I, I want to. But, but here's the. Here's the. Yeah, thing. yeah. He's already. He's already in 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 the pool house with her. 
Right? Uh, cabana. And he stops. He's unable to make love to Jesse, he's in the cabana. So he goes to Grady. Now, Dude. here's the thing. I have been in a, the cabana a, with some a, guys a, with no a, shirts uh, on. Adolescent teenager. Jesse! If I had a weird-ass fucking demon tongue. I'm not going to my girlfriend who I just lick with it. Uh, no, no, you're fighting your own demons. I am definitely going to a friend of mine to talk about it. And that that that, that so uh, how's that's bu- a big thing that raised a big ass fucking. That's is, a. Is it possible we could say both things that Jesse is is sexually attracted to both Lisa and Grady? Oh, uh, have you seen Grady? Grady's a, a dish, but he's a I, I, okay. Dish. So. You know, I'm going to rephrase this. But it, it always feels like a reach when you say, like, he's attracted to Grady. Well, okay. I want to ask you something. This this, this is just my question for Can your read of the film. wrap this episode up before we start some new shit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Nerd. Does it, would it, okay. Would it change your feeling on this film or the feeling. way you view it if if you found it to be explicitly queer? No. Yeah, so you, okay, your like of this film is not dependent on the queerness of it. You would like it whether whether Jesse is attracted to Coach Schneider and attracted to Grady, mm-hmm. or if Jesse is attracted to Lisa and only Lisa, both of those readings you'd be down for. My two favorite parts are very early on where he uh, corners Jesse in his dreams and he says, you got the body. I got the brain, and he like pulls his head back, and it's like his brain is pulsing. It's kind of dope, but I mean, like, I am not. Uh, hey, uh, Aaron, I, I like him later on when he busts out of Jesse's body inside of Grady's that room. That was super dope because, so, like, it's it, it's it's when the the camera looks down Jesse's throat. <laughs> and there's, there's that eye that looks. So it's, it's just a single yeah. eye. It looks down Jesse's Jesse's throat. He's just like Whoa. maybe maybe the answer to this is what queer people queer okay queer people and straight people can both watch this movie and it's like a Rorschach like what you are or what your experience was as a young person informs or how I you just, view the film I just call it and a good it's, time it's it's enjoyable either way like it works as a queer classic and it works as a standard horror film even though it's it's different for the for yeah, the series I, yeah i'm i'm not defensive against yeah, yeah. it because it's uh a homosexual let's wrap mood, it up i want to do shots and yeah, so smoke the, what i like about it yeah. is because it's it's the only time that freddie is alive in the real world and works his way through those things yeah, so it, what i'm saying is that the it only works on both levels. other time that he is alive in the real world is freddie versus jason Yep. So I think that that speaks to the strength, the strength of the film overall, in that it's open to different Shut interpretations. Up, nerd! Sorry, I paid a lot of money for that fucking degree. <laughs> uh, it's it's open to interpretation. You're not even you Shut can up. watch the film, and whatever your experience is, it works. It 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 works on a lot of different levels for a lot of different people, and that's why I think it's a strong film. I don't disagree, which is I always have to argue with it because people look at it as a weak film. Six hours long. It's not a six. So how do we? How do we? How do we wrap this up? What's the? What's the protocol? I'll do it. Hey, you like it? Yes, I like it. Hey, slick and nasty. You like it? No. 
and break. Wait, don't with the AI. The AI though. Can we go for the loot? We have to do the AI thing. And not just What do you like? I said it. I already said it. I said it 25 minutes ago. We are legit recycling the same shit we said earlier. And also, I have butt stuff. Stay in my pants. Read screen. Actually, can we we redo that? That's our bonus episode right there. Well, as a gymnastics coach, I can definitely say that the gymnastics scenes in the film are pretty impressive. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen someone do a backflip while being chased by a dream demon before. Cincinnati Jeff. Yeah, that's definitely a unique aspect of the film. Coach Lingerie. But, on a more serious note, I also have to say that the portrayal of the gym coach character in the film is pretty problematic. It's a typical trope of the creepy coach and it's not a good look. Nachos McQuirrell. Yeah, that's definitely something to consider when watching the film. But... Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the fashion choices in the film. Obviously. Coach, I understand that you're quite the fashionista. What are your thoughts on the wardrobe choices in Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Coach Lingerie. Oh, I love the fashion This in is the scarier film. than the it's film. It's very 80s, very colorful, and very tight. I mean, have you seen that leotard that the main character wears? It's amazing. I want one for myself. Cincinnati Jeff. I never thought I'd hear a gymnastics coach say they want a leotard from a horror film, but I'm here for it. Coach Lingerie, hey, just because I'm a coach doesn't mean I can't appreciate good fashion. And let's not forget about Freddy's iconic striped sweater. It's a classic. Nachos McQuirrell, you know, coach, you might be onto something. Maybe we should start a line of Nightmare on Elm Street 2 inspired workout wear. Coach Lingerie, oh, I'm definitely on board for that. Can we call it Freddy's Revenge Fitness? Nachos McQuirrell. I love it. Coach Lingerie, you're a genius. And there you have it, folks. A unique perspective on Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Freddy's Revenge from our guest. Coach Lingerie, thanks for joining us. Coach, this has been Here Comes the Spooky, where we take a comedic and satirical look at all things spooky. Until next time, keep it spooky. Thank you, the AI. I generated that during our conversation. And remember to always stay stay spooky. spooky. Fuck you, robots. The AI is gone.